2: We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. (laughs) Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well,
1: I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will
2: listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. It's
0: sportos motor motorheads, geek
4: bloods, waste dweebies. They all adore him.
1: They
3: think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Election Day, Tuesday, November 8th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you, as always, live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. We're here until 6 o'clock today, streaming wherever you can stream radio shows. Also, Terrestrial Radio, 1450 AM, 961 FM. You know it better as the Big X, Trevor Kelsey, in the house, rocking the full Eagles jersey, filling the Americana, looking great, feeling great, ready to give nothing but election hot takes for the next three hours, straight. It's all he's got today. I can't tell you who I voted for, because then it won't come true. That's all, <laughs> that's all he's got. <laughs> I can say, I've, I've got a couple of, because I voted on the way over here, I've got a couple of quick election stories. I did cast a vote for you, my friend, and I took a picture to make sure that I I had visual proof for
2: like Mayor Briarwood, for constable. constable. <laughs> I'm not con- I, I mean, sometimes yeah, when I eat a lot of cheese, I'm but not, not <laughs> normally. I'm usually pretty smooth going. Um, you got to vote for constable. I wrote you in because Wait, it don't, was. Do not just don't to be Catholic to be a constable?
3: No. No, <laughs> I
2: thought that was a Catholic thing. <laughs>
3: no, uh, constable, like you serve warrants and stuff.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, citations. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. The,
2: the glove is on the other
3: hand now. Yeah, you, you're the you're like a bailiff, basically. You're running around doing. Ooh, stuff. I can be like Bull from Night Court. Exactly. Course, like Bull probably from be Night like Court. Mark,
2: Mark, Mark Martha War, Warfield, though. But
3: yeah, you you, you would be <laughs> you essentially would be you would be the law if you got elected constable, an All extension right. of law. So you got my well, vote fight,
2: there. Don't fight me because you know I'll win.
3: Because there was only one person running. There, there were a lot of races like that where you just had riding candidates, and I took the effort to to ride in somebody just one time. So my apologies to John D. Zender. You did not get my vote. It went to Trevor Kelsey, uh, <laughs> and I encourage everyone to vote Trevor Kelsey for Constable. Yeah. The, the only way that I'm going to influence you today on your your voting. But the other thing that happened, so I, it's funny. I voted, and then somebody two people actually messaged me on Instagram or on Twitter, direct message on the way over here saying like, hey, were you at so-and-so to vote? Because I was there too. And one person was just telling me like a story. The other person was like, I heard the guy that you're talking about. So very small city as always. But I'm filling out my ballot and I'm distracted the entire time. It only takes like five minutes probably to go in there, get the ballot, fill it out. The entire time that I'm filling out my ballot, there is a poll worker at one of the tables to my left who's an older gentleman talking to a younger female poll worker. And he's telling her the entire saga of Andre McGee.
2: No pun on the pole worker then, huh?
3: I know. I, <laughs> it's an easy joke. I As I was typing out the, the – because I, I tweeted about it right when I got in the car uh, on the way over here. And like I, t- I accidentally typed in, like, P-O-L-E at first. And I was like, oh, they'd have a field day with this one. <laughs> you should
2: have done that. Just <laughs> the joke,
3: you can't put it on a platter, Mike. Make them work for it a little bit. Make them get that ladder out. No one wants Grab to that work for it on Twitter. <laughs> so –
2: Spoon fetus, man. Bang the, the airplane into the hangar.
3: I'm assuming this is what he, I'm, I'm assuming he's telling her, like, the entire saga of like what happened at UofL and how they got to this place. Because he, for five minutes, is talking about how Andre McGee and Katina Powell met. He's talking about the barber shop. I don't think he mentioned the name Tink, which he sh- should have. If you know, if you're telling the real story, you got to get my man was Tink, Tink involved. Was Tink, the barber. Tink was the barber. Tink the- set this whole thing up. Goes all the way to the top with I, Tink. I'm
2: going to make this into a movie,
3: by the way. I mean,. You have to beat somebody else. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I use all over it. I
2: mean, God forbid we put something else out in the summer that isn't Marvel related. But I'm filling out my ballot. I'm trying
3: to remember like who i like like in all these various judge races. And I, he's just like, so, so McGee's texting her, and he's saying, you know, she's got, and I'm like, oh my god, is this, you're not safe anywhere in the city. You can't, like, I, you know, we're celebrating the IRP being done with all this stuff. Let, let's move on. And I've got this dude just like, and he's talking very loudly the entire time. I'm like, can we get some sort of. Isn't this voter intimidation? Is, is there some sort of poll law being broken here? I know
2: voting rights is the big thing. Like, somebody get this guy to shut up a little bit. I'm just, I'm really curious how it, the topic came up. I have no idea. He, was, <laughs> he clearly had already
3: started before I'd gotten in there because he's just, like, I hear McGee a couple of times and, like, you know, I'm so, I've got PTSD. I'm like, surely he's not talking about the McGee. And then yeah. I hear him talking. He's like, he's telling the whole story. He's doing the whole
2: thing. You're like, he might be talking about former uh, all-pro uh, kick returner for the Bengals, Tim McGee. Sure.
3: It You know, Jesus McGee, anybody, like, you know, Scooter McGee, like, and the woman the entire time does not say one word. She could not care less about what this guy is talking about, and he's not going to stop anytime soon.
2: I, I would have loved it at the very end if she just finally, her only response to that entire rant would have been like, so I go into that box right there <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I just picture her walking up to him and be like, so, um, wh- who do I hand this to? And him going... Well, you know how it started. Yeah. It's Norburn. That's the street that I live on. Fairmead.
3: Where where do I hand my ballot in? I just wanted one of the little bracelets, sir.
2: Speaking of Norburn, you know you know who was rumored to have been hanging out on Norburn at one time? Andre McGee. Andre
3: McGee. Well, that's somebody was telling me they're like, I think Katina Powell lives around the area now. I was like, oh no, I don't like. That i like my area i don't need i don't need her around here but uh so so that that was a little bit of a distraction
2: on the you you. jumped in at some point with with, into the conversation too you're getting it wrong sir sir may i real quickly just don't like just not just like make up like little things too to see if he catches it Yeah, put (laughs) put my ballot down the minority hall
3: security guard actually the camera was on it was on he just wasn't around to change the tape. That's what happened there. he,
2: he was. They, they drugged his his milk, and he fell asleep. That was what it was all about. So it wasn't his fault at all. Andre McGee is my cousin.
3: <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. Just, just complete fall outrage. Just may, may, flip out on this guy. Maybe
2: what started is what he was. She, that woman was dropped off there by Andre McGee on Uber. Could have been. Well, she was like some, guy, some Uber driver won't won't leave. His name's Andre McGee. He's not around here. <laughs> he's, he's not doing anything. You don't know that he could be here. Yeah. Uh, incognito?
3: I guess he could be. <laughs> Last I'd heard, it was probably two years ago he was still in KC. Well, that was the, uh, the infamous— But that that the, was, this was after that. This was oh, several okay. years after. Because I knew the, he was in KC before the—
2: Who was the Eastman writer that did the— Oh, uh, God. That the, the Chasing him down and jumped in his car on him? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> was it I sh- can see his face. Is it Bill something? It, was less than... <laughs> it wasn't Shapp. It wasn't. No, really Shapp. it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was somebody trying to, I guess, get their name into the— uh, He does all that stuff.
3: World. He, he's always doing that— uh, That kind of thing. And then he's like liking all these tweets from UK fans talking about how weird UK UFL fans are. I was like, okay, this is, (laughs) get this guy out of my face. I started jumping
2: in the car and be like, Andre, talk to us.
3: I know. They (laughs) they tease it the entire time as if they were going to get something like really good out of it. And then he's just the whole time, he's like, I'm not talking. And that was it. I'm like, great. You found out that he's a freaking Uber driver. Congrats. Uh, But yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. Hope he got a Peabody Award or whatever. Uh, But.
2: Is that, that, was, is that what they give out for journalism? I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Not getting a Pulitzer.
3: What are Peabody awards? Are those for, because radios are Marconis. Peabody's are for TV, I think, right? I wouldn't know what radios get. Well, we have <laughs> never been considered enough. You didn't turn in our submission this year? No. Peabody's are given for entertainment, documentary, news, podcast, and right. Re- so, yeah, he would Peabody. I mean, we could be eligible for Peabody. We
2: do. We cover all those things. Exactly. We covered all those things almost in just the first segment in the first 10 minutes alone.
3: We did. And speaking of uh, things that we need to get to today, uh, Scott Satterfield talked to the media today, asked did to Davo Sweeney. Davo, this is going to shock you. Davo, very complimentary of Louisville today.
2: <laughs> Best six and three team he's ever played.
3: He didn't go that far. He did kind of disparagingly say, like, you know, we're eight and one, we're not five and three. And I was like, ooh. Very close, to taking an indirect shot at Louisville that we could have used as bulletin board material if he'd said six and three. Uh, but he did. He, the, the theme of Dabo's press conference was obviously bounce back. Why is everybody so mad? Nobody enjoys anything. Tossed a couple Bible verses out there. I'm not joking. He did do that <laughs> uh, about like living in the moment and you know the, trying to enjoy things and, and how he doesn't get run down because he's a man of faith. All that stuff. Um, so he. And then we talked about Louisville. He talked glowingly.
2: You, you're also. Th- Again, was going to walk through the shadow of the death, Valley of the Death.
3: This may also shock you. He compared Malik Cunningham to a certain former UFL quarterback as well, becoming, I believe, the ninth coach in nine games to do this this year. Where he Marty does Low. exactly, <laughs> he does the. Every coach does this too, where they're like, "It's unfair to, to compare him to you know the other past guys," but you know he does. He does do things that Lamar did. But I'm like, oh, every time, every single week, we have the same conversation. So he's very complimentary
2: of Malik. We can talk more about his comments later on. I'd be, I'd be more credible if he come up like, he reminds me of a young Abe Roman. Yeah, like a, a little <laughs> Adam. Adam, Adam. Yeah, I always kept calling him Abe because of the movie. Now it's just embedded in my brain. He's more sophomore year Stefan
3: <laughs> LaFours Uh, not not quite junior year, but you know, kind of getting in there a little bit, like you know, just fi- figuring out the offense. First half of, of, of junior year, Will Stein. Yeah. Uh, that no, did not happen. But Satterfield updated a couple of injuries. He talked talk, talk about the Malik Cunningham in uh, hand injury that we mentioned yesterday and then said some things about Clemson as well, what it would mean to beat Clemson. Brian Brown also talked to the media. We're going to play a couple of clips uh, from him on today's show. We had college basketball opening night last yeah. night. A lot to react to, actually, more than I thought we were going to have to react to, including an embarrassing loss by one of the 13 ACC teams that was in action. U uh, L women also. You know, we talked about the, the first half on the show. Second half was pretty much just as solid. We'll talk about their win over Cincinnati a little bit later, and then we'll look ahead to tomorrow's game against Bellarmine. Um, clearly, we'll have more to say tomorrow on the show about that game, but we can start looking ahead as the, the season kicks off. But
2: Ravens covered last night. Ravens
3: did cover last night, really Ra- won easily. Mm-hmm. Um, looked good in the process, I thought. Lamar, not a great night throwing, but still... His electric self.
2: Told you. Why are you picking Andy Dalton? T- Andy I know Dal- it was a dumb. Prim- pick. It's a primetime game. It was a dumb pick. Like his nickname could be primetime. Like is like those ironic nicknames when you call like a tall guy shorty. Yeah. Or a fat guy skinny slim slim. Yeah. That's, uh, that should be Andy Primetime Dalton under that rep. I like that. That's good. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> the red Rifle was shooting blanks last night.
3: Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later as well, but we have to start off with this, uh, Trevor. You nor I won the Powerball last night.
2: Well, of course I didn't. I'm here, aren't
3: I? $2 billion. Over $2 billion. $2 billion. A little bit shady that they don't, like, announce the numbers last night. Dr. Evil wanted. They delay the number announcement until today. They're like, oh, there's something going on. And they don't really explain it. And then this morning, they're like, sorry for the delay. Here are the numbers. Well, I thought Powerball- and then somebody in California wins. Of
2: course they do. Of course. Uh, I thought Powerball was. I thought, I thought Powerball was Wednesdays and Saturdays.
3: You thought incorrectly, sir. Powerball was last night.
2: Well, this explains a lot of scripts in the lottery club for me. Yeah. I could have <laughs> swore it was Saturdays and Wednesdays. And Mega Millions is Tuesdays and Fridays, right?
3: Powerball is every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
2: Oh, it's Monday, Wednesday. Oh, okay. That's why I don't join the lottery group. Well, we 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 hadn't acknowledged Mondays, I don't think, until now, Well, that I was aware of. You probably would have won two billion dollars. I was I was up this week and I forgot to acknowledge Saturdays, so who am I to talk?
3: Probably would have won two billion dollars. Cost the entire group. You took you cost the entire big X nation. The YouTube
2: cameras, basically. How better are
3: you going to? Like, we could have YouTube cameras installed
2: today. If I, went, if I went to, if we won, our group won the lottery, I, I would, not only would we not give you anything just to be, you know. Total, you just put them in at the OG just studio. Just to be Total Richards, but we would we would put YouTube cameras, would, we would just basically give you YouTube cameras only. And be like, that's it. <laughs> this we is y'all your gift. We all won $2 billion. Gift. Y'all can't throw me like a quarter million or something? No. Nope, you, you too. That would be, that'd be bad. Of course, there'll, nobody, there'll be nobody here to be there with you because I ain't gonna be here. I'll be on some like exotic island, living life, living like Andre McGee style the right way. I would trust Scoots. <laughs> is Scoots in this? Is he in the pool? He is. Scoots is one. That's why we brought him in. He's won before. Remember? Right. I know. Yeah, he's a lottery winner. Scoots would be. Did you ever see Train Spotting? Uh yeah, uh, it's been a long time. And it's one of those movies along with Requiem for a Dream. I just really can't rewatch.
3: Requiem, I agree with you. Transpotting is, is more rewatchable. Yeah. There are parts that aren't, but Requiem I can't. Anyways, I watched it once and was like, at, done. at the end of the movie, the, the main character, uh, Ewan McGregor steals like all the money that they'd stole that they'd made together, but like he leaves a little bit for like the one like super nice guy. Like he leaves a little bit in his locker, like, he's, like don't tell anybody and before he like runs away with all the rest of the money. Like that would be Scoots. Scoots would be like, the one guy who like hooked me up with
2: something. You don't think I'd
3: hook you up? No, I don't. I don't I wouldn't. You'd be gone. I would never hear from you again. It'd be like Goodwill hunting.
2: But John in Virginia would have a college fund already. Well, I don't know about that. I appreciate <laughs> it, John. By the way,
3: last night, big he's getting, moment. He's getting a scholarship anyway. John, last night, first steps. Nice. walking. He's been close for a long time. He just doesn't want to. And last night, he finally took a, took five or six steps. Went, That's funny. From mommy today. dad,
2: took what I consider my last steps.
3: There you go. It's you know sunrise sunset. <laughs>
2: it's, it's, it's like reincarnation all over again.
3: He, uh, he he's he's on the move. He's feeling good. He's feeling himself. Does a that little bit. worry
2: you now that you now you know that you have two mobile.
3: No, because he's been he's all he's everywhere anyway. Like he's all he's into everything. He's crawling, he crawls, he crawls faster than any human being can run. Like I can't crawl faster than him when I get on the ground with him. He's I mean, he's flying everywhere. He's into everything. It's not going to change anything. I mean, he, he's already pretty much walking. But now
2: that he can stand and walk though. He's a little taller. He can reach things.
3: Well, he already, but he pulls himself up on everything, ah, okay. so he can reach everything regardless. Like he he basically can walk. He just doesn't want to, which he is your kid. Like he just if if John Virginia wanted to do everything fast, like she walked. At like nine months, she she crawled for like a week, and she's like, "To hell with this! I'm walking." She was talking, like she was saying a lot more than John is right now at this age. She just wanted to be bigger. I think if John could go back in the womb, he would sign up for that. John doesn't. He wants more no part of, to
2: you, John. He wants no part of this.
3: Like he just he wants to be held. He doesn't want. To, he don't want to do anything on his own. Like he's he is very much all about like just hey, why crawl? If somebody's gonna carry me somewhere. This is great. I don't need anybody hold me. I, need any, I don't need any stranger hold me. Mom and dad are right here.
2: I'm almost back to that age. I don't blame you. Uh, so we had that going on last night. Uh, you, I'm assuming you got it on video, right? We didn't. No. Of all the things you don't videotape, it's your son's first steps. I, yeah, did not we, you've got You've got video of everything your kids have done. You've documented it like a Ken Burns. No, series. I haven't. Yeah, you do. How, where do you see that? You've always had videos of everything. On Instagram, you're not on Instagram. Well, well, first of all, you just proved me right by saying even though I'm not on. But I now. don't. I mean, no. But you'll come in there all the time like, oh, so and so did something. I'm like you, and like, oh, and You're like, look here. And you're so, You always got camera view. I don't up. think that's true at all. Oh yeah, you. You're. A video I think you're guy.
3: hearing things from other people. No, I'm hearing yeah. things from you. No, I don't think that's true at all.
2: I'm amazed you didn't get it. I'm kind of disappointed in you on that. No,
3: I mean we're. You, I mean, Mary's holding him. I got my hands out. Can't. There's no way to video. Just getting his steps in. Mm-hmm. We'll get him walking at some point, but. Last night, no. Did not get, I mean, we didn't get Virginia's first steps either. She was just, she was flying everywhere. Yeah.
2: I thought you were a good parent.
3: No, no. I mean, just <laughs> Becky tree
2: didn't fall on his face. It's the bigger deal there. By the way, this chair that I'm sitting in, it keeps lowering look, gradually, little bit by little bit. And it's driving me insane. You've right been now. saying that for a couple weeks now. Like, I, can you not tell I'm getting, like, lower? I know. It's, it's, it's getting annoying. Well, I'm going to stand up, keep bracing it when up. When we
3: get the YouTube cameras, then we'll be sure to ask for a new chair that'll be the second thing that we do. Well, the
2: bad thing is it's just like it, may, it just makes me like it kills the little ego I have left. It's like the hydraulics are just holding on for dear life like Hodor trying to keep that door shut. I'm a little bit worried. And they're like they're like father they're like really like okay. And it just goes down a little bit and it's just, just going to give in one day and it's going to fall straight down. I just glanced at Twitter
3: cuz my my joke lead-in for the show today was 3 hours straight of Trevor political predictions and oh yeah. The first response was my prediction on Trevor's take, let's give America back to Russia. I
2: mean, you do love the Russians. What's there not to love? <laughs> I mean, come on, Tetris, vodka. Uh, we want to hear from you today. on The, the Rubik's Cube, th- I think. We want to hear from you today on the Thornton sex line
3: uh, at five hundred two four one four fourteen fifty. 414 1450 as always. Uh, and again, perfect time to sign up. There's, oh, it's never a bad time to sign up for the Refreshing Rewards program with Thorntons. But now especially, if you sign up for the Refreshing Rewards program, very easy to do. Open up your app, uh, app. type in Refreshing Rewards Thor- or Thornton's. It'll come up either way. And if you sign up, boom, you get a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink. We're talking any dispensed product, including coffee, tea, or fizz freeze. And then breakfast sandwiches, we're talking sausage, egg, cheese, biscuit, bacon, egg, cheese, croissant, or steak and egg uh, burrito. Any one of those qualifies. You get those for free. Download that app. Any new Refreshing Rewards member, it's going to make that happen. After you get that uh, free sandwich and free drink, text us at 502 502- Four one four fourteen fifty. First text says uh, today says all joking aside. Mike predictions for tonight. I'm assuming this is not a because there's no game that we're predicting. I'm assuming this is a political <laughs> reference. Um, if we're being, I mean, I think I think Republicans take the House and the Senate back. Um, I think locally, I think Greenberg wins mayor. I think he's Democrat, right? Yes, I, th- I think Morgan McGarvey wins the congressional seat. I think, I think sounds made up. Tina Ward Pew wins. I think. Made up. I'm trying to think of what other races are big and out there. What about Chubby Ray? I think or... Rand Paul beats uh, beats Cory Booker, or Charles Booker.
2: Is, Ch- is Chubby Ray going to win uh, mayor of J-Town? Probably. I have no idea. That's probably the only thing I care about, to be honest with you. There you, you
3: go. <laughs> He's... We'll find out Chubby Ray's fate tonight.
2: Oh, uh, Rand Paul's running against uh, who else? Is Charles it, Booker. Is it Booker only?
3: Yeah, Pretty. I mean, yeah. What seat think... is that
2: for uh, Senate? Center. Congress? Yeah. I think, uh, I think Paul will win that. Um, he's the one that said Paul's the one's been there and yeah that's the one he that got beat up by his neighbor but it's been there for like 20 years definitely yeah beat up by his neighbor I don't know if it's been 20 years or am I just confusing him with the turtle guy that's been there forever well Mitch McConnell's been there for way more than 20 yeah, yeah he's been there since like before I was born I want say Rand Paul was first elected in 2010 am I am I well off on that there's no is there no limit on uh senators uh no. There should be a limit that's ridiculous yeah I'm
3: wrong he's been yeah since 2011 I guess that makes sense and that's every two years Every two years, correct. He beat. Uh, he, he was preceded by Jim Bunning, who almost won despite what, like no, I think, former Indians pitcher. Claim yeah, it was also in his last campaign. Claimed that like aliens had attacked or invaded the body of his whoever he's running against, and still almost won. I was like, no, this is Kentucky. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, Five hundred two, four hundred four, fourteen fifty again. Th- that is the Thorn sex line. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, last <laughs> night, the how much of the, the Ravens' stands did you watch?
2: I watched the whole game actually.
3: It was – I mean, I watched most of it. I should
2: have watched some basketball, but I just really could I don't know. I just – there's only so much Duke on ACC I can handle. I watched and, a little
3: bit of Duke. It was close then. Uh, yeah. It was close early on. I, w- I was so close. I was like, if J- if Jacksonville takes a lead in the first half here, I'm making the coach case back by December joke. But they, they right when I said it, like right when I was about to Shire uh, and Duke started taking off, and they led by like 18 at halftime. So I held off for last
2: night. So I pretty much just I- – I kept it on the, uh, the football game for the most part uh, throughout the night. I watched most of the second half. Um, didn't have any, I didn't have anything fancy going, but it still didn't bet on it. Just want, preferred watching Lamar play.
3: I saw Lamar. I mean, the, the first touchdown pass that he threw to to Isaiah Lively was Likely. awesome. Likely. Thank you.
2: Such a great name.
3: It is. Uh, w- was an awesome throw. And so I, I see that all from my timeline. I'm like, okay, Lamar's lighting it up. And then I turn the game on, and I'm seeing the highlights and seeing that he's not throwing the ball especially well. And yeah, the Ravens I mean, have the luxury, especially against – you know Andy Dalton, who's not doing anything offensively, to kind of do what we did against James Madison, which is like, passing game not working? We're going to be runners. Let's just turn into a big boy football. And that's exactly what they did, and they they controlled things. Lamar had a couple of electric highlight runs. Uh, it was a, a solid overall
2: performance by the Ravens. Yeah, Baltimore's just a better team. I think it might be sloppy in New Orleans. New Orleans' defense is solid still. Obviously, you mentioned the Ravens are just, just disaster- With injuries. I mean, they're down to, they signed Deshaun Jackson, who, by the way, left the game for, for with the hamstring injury that's been, he's been questionable on since 2009. I mean, there's, it's, it's inevitable, but he did catch one pass. They mean, Andrews is out. They're down Isaiah Likely, a rookie tight end out of Coastal Carolina. So, I mean, it was, it wasn't the prettiest game to watch offensively, especially even with Baltimore, but it was, they, they, they grinded out. Tucker hit some field goals, greatest kicker ever. He's the man. It wasn't a horrible game, but it wasn't anything to make you to to grab the grab, move the needle, so to speak.
3: I saw after the game, I can't remember which TV guy it was, but somebody was like, "They're they're looking like Super Bowl contenders," and I was like, "Oh,
2: yeah, Uh, maybe." I mean, I don't know what game they were watching. I mean, I was like,
3: "Yeah." I mean, they've won three in a row. I still, it's hard for me, as much as I would love to see, I'd, I'd love to see Lamar win a Super Bowl almost more than I'd like to see the Lions win a Super Bowl almost, but. I don't, it's hard for me right now to envision that team well, playing in the Super
2: Bowl. At 100%, they can make it. I can see a Super Bowl run because defensively, they're that good. Defensively, they're, Especially they're, they're good had, enough. when you had Raquan Smith. Now, you, to go along with McQueen, you've got uh, Bauer coming back. They don't have the offensive weapons. They got the uh, rook, the second year guy out of Michigan, they got coming back. Uh, Penn State, the linebacker. I forget his name. I can never pronounce it. Ana know or whatever. He's back. So, I mean, that. They're, they're going to be, defensively, they're going to be good. I mean, and this is a team that defensively, I mean, not to compare, you know, with the guys they had back then, last time they were in New Orleans in 13, but, I mean, they had Joe Flacco, quarterback, and still won a Super Bowl. Now, I mean, they obviously got an easy matchup with San Francisco in the Super Bowl, but they, I mean, you can it can be done if you got the right defense. I just don't know difference, big difference between then and now is that the competition of, in the AFC, when you've got guys mm-hmm. like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow, it's a little different than it was ten years ago. It's a bad time, yeah. To be and on a the other side, the NFC AFC, AFC team. On the other side, the NFC is just ripe for picking, and yeah. the Eagles are just licking their chops at it. I'm, I, I, I am, I'm at the point now where you know where I was kind of, I was handoffish going into this season. I was a little, you know. Let me show me you can do it, Hurts. Let's, I picked them to win the division. You didn't. I know. I was. I listen. I, and the Eagles organization did. It. They said, "Listen, Hurts, this is your this is your year." If You can't do it. We got two first round picks. One is the Saints. It's going to be a top ten pick, probably. You know, we'll 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 move on from this. But he's done it. Now we're going to have two top, a top ten pick to add on to already loaded team. Oh, it's going to be. We're going to Super Bowl this year. Yeah, you gonna go? You gonna go out there with me? No, I'm going out there. You gonna be okay without me? I'll be fine. All right. You want me to do like a correspondence from the game? Yeah, you can do the whole show. Well, <laughs> three hours on Fat Friday <laughs> before Super Bowl Sunday. Is that is that what it is? Fat Friday.
3: Yeah cool even perfect it's an omen. it'll be fantastic
2: it's an omen to say i'm going to win
3: all right let's take a break when we come back we'll get to scott satterfield's comments during his weekly press conference i'll also play a clip for brian brown who got asked the why do you hate me i think the most asked question in the city <laughs> very simple very straightforward what the hell's happened the last month <laughs> how, how has this happened <laughs> who fixed this <laughs> what has been going on is this real life Brian Brown gave an answer. We'll play it for you coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on Tuesday on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Welcome back in. Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here. On 1450 at night, won one the big eggs. Sorry, I was overhearing. You know, we're not going to, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're not going to try to influence you on who to vote for. Outside, I said outside of voting Trevor Kelsey for Constable, I can't say the same thing about next Next. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like I look up and like i was like, does he just hate Joan Jet or something? i like, was just listening. i was like, like oh. refusing to listen to them. Those that don't have the camera, I'll give the uh, Robert Frost description for you. The YouTube yet. cameras or the Scott Frost, in my opinion. Uh, the the music hits and Mike just takes his headset so off and listens. But listen to Bub's head and like leans his like head like he's listening. Like I thought you were talking to someone next to you. I'm like looking around. Like, i was just listening. Is, is this Patrick in there? Did I not see him sneak in? Two very different shows here. <laughs> who, who are they proposing to vote for? We're not talking about it. <laughs> you know, yeah.
3: Let's talk, what we are going to talk about is Scott Satterfield. We love talking about Scott Satterfield on the show. I'd
2: vote for Scott Satterfield right Scott now. Scott
3: Satterfield could run for something right now and probably win. Maybe not mayor. He might not be there yet. Well, maybe he might. I, honestly, at this point, he might be able to unify the city.
2: What's the What's the thing that uh, Richie Palmer had that got him put in prison? What was his position? Addiction. No, no, he went to prison for doing like uh yeah. taking funds and like using government money to like get people to do his laundry and stuff. Yeah, it was, what was? His, it wasn't. Ju- I don't think it was just the laundry. I think. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? Was he like, was the uh, agriculture commissioner.
2: <laughs> okay, that's what Satterfield can be then. Let's give him that. Love well, of oh, God, if we can give it to Richie Farmer, why can't we give it to Scott Satterfield? The
3: ag, ag <laughs> commissioner is like a. It's like a launching point for a lot. Of, I, I played golf in a scramble with uh now James Comer, who's like a big. Politician, by the way, told me, like, he's like, I don't care, I'll say it now. Enough time has passed. He's like, he's because he's big, like, from the heart of Kentucky and all the stuff. He's running for a state office, and he's like, honestly, he's like, he's like, I'm a U of L fan. He's like, I grew up a U of L fan. My my parents went there. If you ever tell anybody I I said that, I'll deny it. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, shady, po-. i was like, lying about fan affiliation in the state is the shadiest thing you can do. It's horrible. He's doing it. I mean, he. Hell, he probably wouldn't be where he is right now. We
2: can't trust politicians. He
3: wouldn't be on Fox News every Another other election. week if he had admitted that he was a Louisville fan. I'm serious, <laughs> he's on he's on national TV all the time these days. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. Out of him right there Still on the lying. show. Still <laughs> lying. On the show. Still lying. But uh Scott Sanders, let was to talk to the media today. First and foremost, he did he was asked about the Malik Cunningham injury. I mentioned yesterday we had a couple questions about it. The rumor on Sunday and into early Monday morning was Malik. During that dust up along the sidelines, where he had the the hand in the uh, James Madison player's face mask, broke his hand, not going to be out, not going to play the rest of the season. He's out, all this stuff. And the rumor kind of went up and down. And, and I, I said, The only thing I can tell you is I can't tell you exactly what the injury was. I can't tell you definitively. I was like, I think it's the, not the throwing hand, but I can't tell you definitively because I've heard both ways. I can't tell you if there was surgery because you've heard both ways. But I can't tell you, he practiced on Sunday. Got the go-ahead. He says he's fine. Coaches say he's fine. He's good to go this week. Um,
2: I would assume not broken then.
3: Satterfield says, uh, the way that he phrased it, I'm trying to find the exact quote, I think was dinged. Uh, He got a little bit dinged up and uh, on the hand. His non-throwing hand was where the injury took place, according to Satterfield. Um, He didn't specify that it took place during that play. He just said it happened during the game. But he did reiterate, Malik's good to go, good to
2: practice, fine to throw the ball, should be 100%. So that's good. I mean, I'm glad he's not like severely injured or like, but I don't know. I feel like if if he had gotten hurt because of that and like broke his hand and be out for the rest of the season, like that would have been just like the perfect Malik Cunningham like sum up of career and season. Like just to see him get injured, <laughs> grabbing some other dude's face mask, pulling him out, and just making a dumb play like that. That would have been just almost. Somewhat poetic. But. It would have been bad. It would have but, been. A, but thankfully, we don't have to go down that road. I think it would have been more fitting for like the Satterfield era of
3: awkwardness, right? Because. Oh, well,
2: that's what it would have been because we're on a high. Exactly. You're Here on a high. a game that doesn't. A play it means nothing.
3: And all of a sudden, you have the perfect built in excuse. If we lose out and have yeah. the most awkward of seasons, which is, once again, six and six, you can say, well, they went six and six. It's not good enough. This he's a six and six coach. And then you could say, what would have happened if Malik hadn't gotten hurt? If Malik hadn't done something stupid in the James Madison game, we could have beaten Clemson and UK and NC State. We could have gone nine and three for God's sake. And the the, the what ifs. And Malik comes back next year. He would have gotten that that seventh year, <laughs> eighth year, whatever. Bring him back for twenty twenty three. The excuse me,
2: <clears throat> it's like Mitch McConnell of our quarterbacking. <clears throat> the
3: what ifs, because that's what the last two offseasons seasons have been with Satterfield. You know, what if we have one play? We're one play here or there. We're one turnover away. It would have been one non-injured finger-in-a-face mask away from having a really good season. That would have been uh, perfectly Satterfield, but we did—not happening.
2: Luckily. We avoided it.
3: Good to go. As far as injuries are concerned, uh, Satterfield did mention that Luke Kandra uh, should be back to practicing this week, the offensive lineman who's been out the last two weeks. Still day-to-day, but he's going to be back practicing. He also mentioned Tyon Evans, still not 100%, which I said yesterday was kind of the the word— it's why he's been in and out of the lineup. It's also why, as well as he ran the ball on Saturday, he still only got 10 carries, whereas Jawar Jordan got 17. I think, one, they want to make sure that they have him for these last three games. Two, I think they plan on relying on him more in these last three games than they have up to this point, because look, these are three big boy defenses coming up. These are three of the most important, if not the most important games of the season. You want, I mean, he's your number one back. He, I think he's proven that. He won the starting job during the offseason. He's been your best running back so far this season. He's the only guy that's had game-breaking ability. Um, they, you know, they do the thing where they now take the mile-per-hours of the, the speed of running backs, and they rank them against one another, and the, whoever does that determined that he had the fourth-fastest speed of any running back in the country this offseason during that 71-yard touchdown run. Like He is a game-breaker. He changes that offense. And you want to have him for the biggest games of the year, which are all now coming up. So makes sense why Tyon has been uh, getting a little bit rest. I, I would expect them to rely on him as heavily as he can go moving forward. But Satterfield says outside of that, no real new key injuries. He also referred to Tyler Hudson as t huddy which just made me happy. I was like, he call him
2: Harrell like I keep doing. He
3: didn't. He called him. He's like. He's like <laughs> offensively. I, I just love the fact that he refers to everybody, you know, by their legal name, pretty much, besides players on the other teams who he just refers to by numbers. But with Hudson, he's just like, big plays? T. Huddy? I was like, hell yeah. Like It's like when uh, you know, Charlie Strong would call Josh Chichester Chai Daddy. He'd be like, you know, we got Teddy out there, we got, uh, you know, we, and then we got Chai Daddy. I'm like, why why, is, why does Josh Chichester get the Chai Daddy treatment? Coaches love receiver nicknames, I guess. But uh, he, he called him T. Huddy, said he's been doing a great job, gave him some nice props. Um, also going to shock you as equally as the Dabo stuff, he has high praise for Clemson. Of course he does. One of the top teams in the country every single year. Coach Sweeney's done an unbelievable job down there. They just reload. 38 straight wins at home, all that good stuff. Should have beat them last year. Whatever. That was 39. I said 39 yesterday. I was wrong. It's, uh, it's 38. Okay. Blame me. I'll wear it. I usually do. Blame me. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, he got asked about the change in the team's psyche. You know, Do you worry if somewhere along the way – if it's you're playing Clemson, if you're playing Kentucky, if that changes psyche. And he says, we're certainly playing with a lot more confidence as a football team overall compared to a month ago. I think once you get after the first part of the season, you kind of get a good identity of your team. You kind of know where your strengths and weaknesses are after the first four or five games. We were inconsistent early on, and I think over the last four games, we've really found some consistency. That's been the biggest key. When you do that, then you get confidence. Certainly still hasn't been easy. We're certainly battling every game. We're still going out there and it's taking four quarters. It's taking a lot of time to continue to stick with it. But our guys have been able to do that and we do have a lot of confidence.
2: And what was the offseason for then? Yeah. They, I mean, this, this is kind I'm of... Not like,
3: entirely, uh, but I'm not entirely... I'm still not buying the series. I mean, this is salt. like
2: the Lance Taylor we're, we're starting to gel in week six. I mean, I mean this isn't like... The thing is, like all, the, everything that they the said is, just, is know, not wrong. Like, I, like they no.
3: clearly did take some time to jail, But why? Why did it take yeah. that long? I don't get. I don't understand. But I mean, this whatever. wasn't.
2: I mean, I know there are some new faces on this team at, at certain positions, but for the most part, this is a very. This is a team that re, returned a lot of people from last year. I mean, a lot of these guys, a lot of these players do know each other. I mean, they've been around. This is was Mike on a, team last year? <laughs> was he? <here? laughs> he was. He, He's outlasted the last two presidential elections. <laughs> now, remember
3: Malik. He did not talk to the media today. I, I don't think. I, I know we heard from Tyne Evans, did talk. Uh, Brian Brown did talk. Lance Taylor talked. Um, I can't remember who the other player representative was. You should have wheeled
2: him out there like with full body. Like, <laughs> That's been hilarious. Just to screw with the media. <laughs> like it was full body, like he's arms and everything. <laughs> okay. Malik's here to talk to y'all. What do you. Are you gonna be able to play Clemson? I'm I'm feeling like it's looking good so far. I'm good to go. I think I'm gonna be good to go.
3: Marshawn Ford was the other player representative. Uh, but Malik, we have not heard from him this week. I'm curious to hear what he has to say because if you remember, kind of forgotten in the the Syracuse Louisville media day dust up where the, the Syracuse linebacker Mikel Jones talked about. You know, he's not. You know, they're not concerned about playing Louisville, which. you know, Props to him. He ended up backing up his, his talk, for sure.
2: Syracuse offers a good education, obviously.
3: But Malik was asked about the Clemson game. And Clemson. as much as little fans were paying attention to the Syracuse players' comments, the Clemson fans were paying attention to Malik's comments. Uh, he got asked about you know, being on the two-yard line in the final minute of last year's mm-hmm. game, not being able to, to, to punch it in and score the go-ahead touchdown. And he said, that game haunts me every single day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about that last drive. The game was actually on TV the other day, and I watched all the way up until that series – Those last four plays, I don't watch him. It wasn't the best version of Louisville. It wasn't us. And then he went on to say, we had no timeouts, so we had to signal plays from the sidelines. And if you know, Clemson steals signals, so it's kind of hard signaling plays when they've got 60 coaches on the other side looking at the signals. We don't blame the loss on that. I wouldn't say we lost it because of signals. It wasn't that. They beat us. It's fair and square. But then when he was asked about the way that game ending, does it make you look more forward to this year's game in death valley he says that game is definitely double circled for sure when we see them again it's going to be a different outcome
2: i want to beat them so bad i do too the, the the closer we get now the more i'm like oh i mean i just this is i mean this is years of pent-up frustration right now and, and oh win seven and and not to mention that i just i want to beat them so they can just start hating us as much as we kind of hate them because right now they don't and right now we're just kind of like the annoying little brother that they're holding back with their arm but are waving at him and can't reach him, and he, they're, you know he's sitting there just doing what he wants. Still, we, we gotta we gotta get close enough to kick him in the shin like Doughboy did, and then then get their attention, and then we get our football back.
3: I was talking about it with my wife last night because we were talking. We, we went to the game in 2014 and then the game in 2016, and we were talking about those experiences, and then also the game in 2015 where we had the blackout. It was a Thursday night game. Um, Clemson had not been playing well going to that game. Kyle Bolin actually started because Lamar had been inconsistent. We lost to Houston the week before. And like all three of those games, we had chances to score in the game's final minute to win. And to go 0-3 there, and then to couple, to add on last year's game, that means four out of seven games. We're 0-7 against these guys. In over half of those games, we have been on their side of the field— I mean, three times at the goal line, pretty much, with yeah. a chance to score the go ahead touchdown in the game's final minute and have not won any one of those games. And it, in
2: between, they beat us by 70. <laughs> well, the one year, the, the
3: 2018 year, we knew going into it.
2: I love how it's all the, and then, you know, it's just kind of crazy because you're right. I mean, the majority of, ma- vast majority of the times we've played them, we've just come <laughs> inches of beating them in some cases multiple times. And, and then there's that one little 70 point destruction.
3: Yeah, and then the Satterfield's first year, I think it was close at halftime. We played them pretty close with Trevor Lawrence, just and we picked him off three times or whatever. Yeah, we picked him off twice. No, twice. Though. And they were afraid to, th- to throw after that. And, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence doesn't like playing us. We held him to fifty-six passing yards the year before. They may have ran for six thousand, but whatever, doesn't matter. They were yeah, scared.
2: that was the game we yeah we kept close, and then we just kind of you could tell we just wore down. They
3: won, yeah. I think forty-five to.
2: Ten was the was the final. Was it that much?
3: It was bad because the only other thing that people remember that game for was the the Clemson player like just decking our dude on the kickoff, like straight up punching him on the ground for no reason.
2: That wasn't the year that Bowe put his finger in our bum, right? No, that was
3: 2016. Okay, and that wasn't bum. He was choking Lamar. Oh, okay, they're putting hands in other people's bums. Oh <laughs> my, yeah, a lot of butt stuff going on there. Uh, and then the other game where they beat us pretty bad was the 2017 Lamar's last year college game day in town September. We were top ten, I think, at that time. Clemson was coming off the national title. It was built as this, you know, huge rematch from last year's classic game in Death Valley, and they beat us pretty good, forty-seven twenty-one. But the other like, four out of seven games, they beat us in twenty fourteen without scoring an offensive touchdown. That was the one that I, I think just still, I don't know how we lost that game. I'll never forgive Bobby Petrino for calling the timeout or for, for calling the spike on third down when we had like thirty seconds to go, because um, like. Being there, we sat at the very, very second row from the top at Death Valley in this game, and when James Quick has the long touchdown, or almost touchdown run, you think he's gone, he gets caught from behind by uh, Javon Curse's nephew or cousin or whoever that was, and like, like everyone's going crazy, our whole section is going nuts, and I'm like, we're not going to score. Like, I, I'm like right away, my pessimism sets in. I'm like, I'm like, you're a world class sprinter. How do you not outrun that dude? He was 20 <laughs> yards behind you. Why, why do you look so slow? Uh, and then, sure enough, we have a productive first down play do nothing on second down get stopped and then third down we spike the ball and like everybody is like like right away like surrender cobra hands on heads like wh- how do we not have a pre- a play prepared for that we spiked it with 30 seconds to go and the fourth down play was crap and we got beat it was terrible next year 20 to 17 Kyle Bolin Offense didn't get much going on. Had a hell of a last re- play. Let me
2: remind you. What's the next story you're gonna talk about? I'm Am just I, saying the the closer that we get after to this, this week, we're gonna go into detail about how Papa left me when I was three. I mean, I'm getting people fired up for this game.
3: All right, I'm just saying. the closer we get to this because we've been talking. You know, Kentucky, Clemson, Kentucky, Clemson, and, and we've both kind of been like, eh, maybe this is the year that we want Kentucky more. The closer we get to this game, the more I'm like, I really, really want to beat these dudes because anybody who experienced going there in 2014, because I fell under the 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 allure. Of Clemson, the the, (laughs) whatever they do to you, whatever they put in your drinks down there, I was like, these people, they're great. It's a cult. It's it's like it very much is like the Chick Fil A people, where like they host a great thing, but you probably don't want to hang out with them after hours. That's the (laughs) vibe that you get from the Clemson people. Like, I appreciate your service. I appreciate you offering me drinks and doing all this stuff, but you're probably weird as hell, and we would never be friends.
2: Don't they do like a two dollar bill thing too? Yeah, that's annoying. It's it's not annoying. It's just.
3: they think it's cooler than it is but so we (laughs) go in there in 2014 everybody's keep in mind at this point in time neither team's ranked I think we were one and two they were two and one Uh, it was Watson's uh, freshman season he gets hurt early in that game so like they hadn't they weren't the Clemson that they became the next two years but like we're walking around everybody's giving us drinks everybody's talking to us about Clemson like we're so glad to have you in the ACC all this stuff and I'm like what a great place what a wonderful place and anybody who had this experience of going there in both 2014 and 2016 will tell you the exact same thing. You get on there in 2016 when all of a sudden we're number 3 in the country, they're number 5, we're favored to beat them on their home field, and guess what? Not so nice anymore. Not 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 offering you drinks, not giving you like hey, so glad to have you in the ACC. It's nice to have another good football program here. It was a lot of like Lamar Jackson sucks, you suck, go back home, a lot of just yeah, you know, just all that crap, the entire tailgate. Yeah, sure, you're
2: gonna get a South Carolina. Somebody listening to South Carolina is gonna get mad at you, like they did at me and boys. I don't care.
3: I don't. They should be mad at me. I've been talking about. I I hate Clemson. I cannot. I don't like Dabo. I don't like the whole culture of the program. I don't like their fake fans. They're fake as hell. I don't like the way they do things. I'm glad their run's over. I told you they're not winning national titles anymore. It's over. They're gonna be good, but their reign of like every year in the playoff, it's done. It's over. Dabo's out of touch. Don't want to do the nil thing. Don't want kids getting paid.
2: He's, they're not the cool program anymore. It's done. It's over. It's kind of cool, though, that you have the, the continuation of the, the DeWant, Sean Watson and Lamar Jackson rivalry in the NFL, and so perfectly fitted that they're on Watson on the Browns and him on the Ravens, two t- franchises that just despise each other as well.
3: And also, Watson, guess what? Hey, fake good guy. Shocker there. Who, who could have seen that coming? Just like the whole program.
2: He test has want a happy ending.
3: Fully embodies <laughs> what Clemson is, who they are. Nice on the outside. Seems like a marketable guy. Super weird creep behind closed doors. That's Clemson. That's who they are. But the 2016 game, <laughs> like very Baker. mean the entire time until afterwards, after they secure the win, and then there's a whole lot of, boy, y'all gave us a little scare. Just the <laughs> just the pandering. Just the, the condescending. The, the condescension yeah. as you're walking. Like I've never been so bad leaving a game in my entire life. The little walk little back, buddy,
2: you gave it your best. Oh, That's all that
3: matters, right? Y'all sure are fighters, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <That's Oof. laughs>
2: That was a heck of a game. Have you ever caught yourself doing that to an opponent? A little bit on purpose, too. Like, I, I, I've done and Like, when I did it, I was younger. I just didn't realize how, like, annoyingly condescending. Almost and, in bass, Almost always in bass. Yeah. You know, right? Like, I, I look back, and, like, I probably did it in my 20s and maybe early 30s. You guys are building a great program over <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, and now I think about it, I'm like, that person should just kick me in the nuts. That was I us. That, that was <laughs>
3: the, the walk back. First of all, I walked. I, I led us the wrong way back to our tailgate. I was, like, going the entire different direction. I was like, oh. There was a, I also remember this. When we realized we were going the wrong way, we started walking back in the opposite direction. And there was a Louisville kid who was probably like seven, eight years old, riding on a cooler, a tailgate cooler, nice. completely passed out. And I was like, I'd give anything to be that kid right now. <laughs> and the drive home, we get back in the car. It's me, uh, my wife, uh, and then two of our friends, a married couple. Everybody else passes out in the drive back. We drive to Lavonia, Georgia, where we stay. It was like 20 minutes away and we're driving down these like backwoods, and I'm listening to the, the post-game radio show, and Dabo is not like figuratively, not dancing around it, straight up saying that they won the game because God wanted them to win the game, and I wanted to drive my car off a cliff. <laughs> I wanted to just take the car and end it all. I'm like, these people are asleep. I'm, I'd do anything to be asleep at this point. Dabo is outright saying that I I watched my favorite team lose a football game because God doesn't like us as much as He likes them. This is hell. This is the worst thing. And then I I wake up the next morning, very tired. The first thing I roll over and see is Rick Pitino is texting me, and just goes, "Did you go to the game?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like,
2: "Yep." He's like, "He's like, looked crazy as hell." I was like, "It was." I don't know how I would convert it, but I just wanted like if I was like, in there with dabble at the time, I'd have been like, "I wanted I'd, somehow I wanted to make it to where I'm like." You're telling me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? You tell tell you're telling me God doesn't you like You're telling me Trito? Jesus Christ doesn't know how to set up a first down marker? Yeah, I just wanted to somehow intertwine that line from Major League into. Does God know what <laughs> pass interference is? Because Cole
3: Catini just got tackled in the end zone on that third down play. I'll never get over it. We spend so much time talking about the James Quick play. We don't spend enough time talking about the Cole Catini play. Tackled in the end yeah. zone after Lamar made what would have been like his second Heisman play behind the leap. Where he made like five dudes miss, made a great throw, and it's, it's all Clemson secondary does. They just grab dudes the entire game. They're finally starting to get called for it a little bit more. And I love when all these Clemson secondary players go to the NFL; they get called for everything. They're like, "Oh, I can't, like, what, I don't, I can't get away with this." Yeah, the ACC refs aren't there anymore to, to protect you I mean, from just cl- clutching and grabbing the entire way down the field.
2: I don't like Clemson. I don't. You're just almost describing all Deshaun Watson. No. <laughs> it's right there and everything you said. I know this is a little off the topic, but you saying Heisman just reminded me of something that's annoyed me for the last couple of weeks. And that's the, the grievances, and that's the high. You know, okay, the Heisman House commercials—they can be entertaining sometimes, right? They can be a little. They're trouble. Okay. But what annoys me most is the one that I have recently been showing with like, where where Baker Mayfield's up and like he's 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 up on like the little wa- cell phone and he's watching the three Alabama guys you know do their thing and. Two things annoying about one, it's Baker there who shouldn't even be in the house because he stole Lamar's second Heisman and doesn't earn it anyway. And B, he's like chummy and friends the whole time with Barry Sanders, who's an Oklahoma state guy. Like you know, Not I mean, a real robbery. Yeah, that's my point. Like, is do they just, if I'm a fan of one of those teams, that commercial would piss me off. I hadn't thought about that
3: deeply, but I like that. Same. <laughs> like, if we had like let's say Will Levis. Yeah, yeah. let's say Will Levis won the Heisman,
2: yeah, and him and him and, and, and Lamar, and Lamar and and he-
3: if they didn't make some reference to
2: the rivalry, I think
3: both sides would be disappointed.
2: And it's not the first time in this commercial they've made like Barry and, and Baker like buddies in the, in the house. It's like you're Oklahoma State in Oklahoma, dude. What? What is Ricky Williams going to come in and hang out and do a kumbaya with you as well? Well, he might because he's probably high, but that just. No, this just makes no sense. Ridiculous.
0: Stupid.
3: I just glanced at the text line It says, <laughs> like, What did religion do to you two? Well,
2: it cost me a football game, apparently. <laughs> That's it. Well, I've been funny to have like Wickelini. Well, I'm pretty sure he's Jewish. That's why I didn't get called. <laughs> like I I just like
3: have a big problem with, I mean, I'm Catholic, I, I'm born and <laughs> raised. Like, I, I have a big problem with people bringing religion into sports in, in some sort of implying or in this case, just outright stating <laughs> that a higher power has a vested interest in a game of football played bet- bet- between like groups of 18 and 23 year olds. You're preaching
2: the choir to hear that every interview, every post game. Yeah, it just, I just told you I want somebody to blame God one time. He's so awesome. And I told you, Stevie Johnson did. He did. I think you're right. He did, yeah. He's like, Isaac, like, I do the right things, Lord. Why did you make me drop that pass? Stevie Johnson's the one guy like I want to hate so much for what he did to us, but I, he's just so he's actually just really such an awesome dude. I did kind of respect it. And I got to I, I got to interview him a couple times, and he was always fun to talk to. So
3: That's why you don't meet your heroes or your enemies, because sometimes <laughs> the heroes aren't very cool. Sometimes the enemies are
2: cooler than you want them to be. It's amen. I don't like it. Amen, Dabo. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> What, what? What makes you? Th- why do you think that uh, so and so couldn't make tackle? He's a Lutheran. <laughs> Didn't pray hard enough. <laughs> Didn't pray hard enough. <laughs> uh, let's take a, on that note. Let's take a
3: break. When we come back, uh, hour number two, we can get into Dabo's comments a little bit. Uh, also, I mentioned the Brian Brown clip. I do want to play that. We'll start off the second hour with that. He was asked the question. What has changed? How did you get here? How the hell did this happen? Uh, we'll play that clip. We'll get Trevor's reaction. Then we'll take your text at 502 414 1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show it continues next here on 1450 The Big Eyes. All right, welcome in second hour here of the Mike Rutherford show on Election Day here on 1450 and won the Big X. I like this note real quick. Alexis Cubit from the, the Courier Journal just pointed this out, and I, I'm surprised one of us hasn't acknowledged this already this year. Louisville had four close losses last season, uh, four single digit losses, including the bowl game. Of those teams, Louisville's played two so far this year: Wake Forest and Virginia beating them both by double digits. The only team left on that list still to play, Clemson. You're up next. In fairness, you're up next, boys.
2: We kind of also forgot that the bowl game was actually close. It
3: doesn't matter. Well, you did. You always In My I, mind, we lost that game 45-nothing. Every time I bring up that it was 31-28, you're like, "I thought we lost by 20." I'm like, "Well, we talked about it 2 weeks ago." It felt
2: like we still we lost by 45.
3: It did, just cuz Air Force was throwing the ball. And yeah. That, just, that made it bad. Uh real quick, uh, also before we get into uh this Brian Brown quote uh, a reminder if you have heating or air conditioning problems this winter it's coming it's going to get cold heat's going to go out it's going to be the middle of the night you're not going to want to sleep through the night maybe you have small kids maybe you have pets that cannot make it through freezing temperatures only one place to call in that situation and it's air serve 502-264-9662 is the number what makes air serve different than every other hvac uh, fixer uppers in this area is they've got technicians available for you 24 7 when they say 24 7 they mean 24 7 if it's 3 a.m can't get somebody else to come out fix your heating fix your cooling fix your whatever air can do it for you 502-264-9662 also visit them online at airsurf.com slash louisville all right we talked about scott satterfield's comments earlier today the injury updates that he gave the the, the thoughts on clemson well, we haven't played. Do you have the clip ready? Uh, and I have not heard this yet. Okay, Brian Brown was asked the question. You know, Louisville, lights out on defense for the last four weeks, especially in the second half. What's been the secret? Brian Brown, did he give the secret to his sauce? Here's the answer. Well, I
0: think the guys, I'm not going to answer it. Uh, my man wanted me to answer it in a certain way, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think our guys have done a tremendous job of just paying attention to detail, uh, you know, and not allowing the big plays. Uh, you know, and, and defending the pass really well, you know, and I think when you defend the pass really well, uh, I think that, uh, you know, as a, uh, a testament to the guys up front, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback as well as, you know, guys in the back end, you know, covering well so you can get pressure. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just not allowing a big play and making teams drive, you know, the length of the football field to, to score on you. And it's hard. I think it's hard just in, in football in general, to just drive the ball consistently, uh, you know, down the field and score points. You know, if we can continue to, you know, not give up big, the big play, uh, you know, and make teams drive, uh, it, it, it plays in our favor uh, for the most part. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's a big deal there.
3: He said a lot of things there, mm, but he a lot that, of nothing. Think, yeah, you know what it said to me though. You know what I heard? Michael Scott giving his
2: explanation. No. you know what I heard? Scott Satterfield's influence. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, I mean the original part of the, when he was like something said something about you don't, I, you don't want me to say that or something. The original first part of that, I expect him to be like the real answer is just you're, why why you asking me? Go talk to Scott. Yeah, yeah, you've already missed your opportunity.
3: He's off the podium.
2: Yeah, he's he's <laughs> gone. He's just giving like yeah, he recorded answers. I mean nothing. How, how you felt the defense has played better? Well, we, we stop we, giving up big plays. We stopped giving up big plays, and they're scoring less points. We're more aggressive. Well, thank, thank you. I mean, <laughs> well,
3: he says straight up, like, I'm not going to tell you exactly what we're doing, which is—it's it, like, it's
2: like is Nukleus in the, in the majors getting interviewed. He's like, yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes we blitz, sometimes we don't, sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. I, I think if you're looking
3: at it from just an outsider's perspective, there have been two major changes that they've been playing much, much better. Since they those happen, one's moving Keyshawn Clark in inside, moving him to that car position, uh, and not having him cover the other team's number one wide receiver. He's been covering a lot of twos because he couldn't. Yeah, well, he just he wasn't comfortable. Like that's not really his game. Like he's he it, that was his game two years ago. It hasn't been since he, he came back from injury. They also have been playing MJ Griffin more, who's finally healthy, and he's helped out significantly at the safety position, they've just been better on the back end. I think that's given them more confidence to send more blitzes, to be more aggressive defensively and not worry about giving up the big play. Cause that is the big, I know we're, we're kind of making light of Brown giving a a canned answer there, but the big difference is they've been aggressive pretty much this entire season, but in the Boston college and the Florida state games, when they didn't get home, when they didn't get those blitzes, BC and Florida state were hitting on the big plays because they were so bad on the back end with them tightening up the back of that defense when they haven't gotten a sack or a tackle for a loss or hurt the quarterback, they haven't been burned by it because the secondary has been so good. Like that's that's been the biggest difference in them eliminating those big plays. Is having Keyshawn Clark in a different spot, having Jarvis Brownlee and other people step up, and having M.J. Griffin back there anchoring the defense at safety. Like he's been he's been terrific since Kendrick duncan has gone down. Thank you, Scott. So yeah, and 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 then Scott Satterfield's influence as well. Like th- those clearly are the three biggest things that have happened to this
2: defense. I mean. It's all Scott's D. We love Scott's D. I mean, Brian, I get you you want to ride Scott's D to glory, but get in line, buddy. We all do.
3: If Scott's D D can lead us to a win in Clemson. That was going to be too far. I've I've reached the point where I I can't say one of these. I was going to involve Dabo, and I'm not. not I was going to involve
2: Dabo too, and I'm going to be like Scott's D is going to make me see God. Okay. Well,
3: (laughs) (laughs) you found religion through (laughs) Scott's. We knew it was going to happen. We ran a. I mean, there's no way to say this and be, have it be smooth. We How have
2: we not had shirts made up for this shit? We ran
3: a we ran a poll yesterday on the show. <laughs> nice segue. Which I did want to update because it has uh, I, I put it up there for 24 hours. 3,000 votes or just under 3,000 votes. How does Louisville finish the season? Three games left in the regular season. The leading vote-getter was the choice that you and I both took, which was one and two. One and two. 49%, almost half of the responders said Louisville goes one and two to the end the regular season. Thirty-five point one percent, the clear second choice, so they go two and one. Eight point three percent, so they go three and zero, oh. and then last was seven point seven percent saying zero oh and
2: three. I'm wondering. I'm curious though of the of the votes of one and two, the majority. Who's that one win in their mind? Probably NC State. Is it NC State, I would or is guess. there you know is there a is there a Clemson and lose to Kentucky, NC State? And I'm just curious.
3: I'd be willing to bet that most people are thinking majority NC State. State. I would agree. And if they're thinking two and one,
2: if they're thinking two and one,
3: I think a lot of people are thinking Kentucky right now. But in
2: Clemson, well, that would be that would be that would be a Scott awkwardness, though, to, to beat Clemson, Kentucky, but lose to NC State, right?
3: No, I think people would take that trade because you still get to. I mean, we would be. Eight and four at that point. It would be a great season. We'd have three great. But if you're wins.
2: beating those two, you should expect that. Then it's like, wow, and did we beat NC State? Yeah, but I
3: mean, we also lost to Boston College. Like, if you're <laughs> – I, I mean, I don't think that it would – the awkwardness that I'm talking about is the, like, is this guy really any good? If he beats Clemson and Kentucky, the positive of that clearly outweighs the negative of losing to NC State. That is not a balancing out each other thing. Is it weird? Maybe a little bit, yeah. But it's also, like, it's still a like, very clear net positive. And we would be 8 and 4, which is a, I think, better case scenario than, than pretty much every Louisville fan foresaw going into the season. So, yeah, sign me up for that. I, I I, still say he needs one. He needs one to have positive vibes going into this offseason and having positive vibes going oh, into the yeah, bowl season. Definitely. If he loses out, then we're right back where we were at the start of the season.
2: I would just love to for those ones to be. I, I'd love for it to be two, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, you'd love for one of them to be Clemson or like, Kentucky. I feel but like NC State, against these we're, we're both due, and we, I mean, we. We should at home. I mean, they they've got by by some of the skin of their teeth the last two weeks against teams that are probably less than us, and they're playing one that's even worse than us this week coming into this game. Even though they we lost to them in Boston College, but like, I, I, we should be the better team against NC State. So they I mean, that way I want I want to pull out one of the non games that we're not supposed to win left, and that's Clemson or in Kentucky.
3: Yeah, well, I mean we'll see. I think the spread for the NC State game, assuming that they win this weekend, will be real close because the. The predictive metrics really like us. They're doing the thing again late in the year where they're like, they're starting to like Louisville a little bit too much. I don't know how I feel about it, but they have like, there's one side out there that takes all of the, the predictive metrics, like the, the BPI, the S and P and forms a composite ranking. And in the, that composite ranking, we're the number 23 team in the country. Like we are a top 25 team according to these predictive metrics. And this is what Vegas bases their spreads off of. And NC State, I think, is like 17 in those same rankings. So 17 versus 23, going into that game, Louisville probably like a very, very slight favorite, maybe a point or two, uh, or maybe it's a pick 'em. It's gonna be right. It's, it's gonna be a real close spread. Uh, it's not gonna be like the. I think right now, Clemson's a seven point favorite over Louisville. Kentucky's probably going to be about a touchdown favorite, maybe a little bit less over Louisville in two weeks, depending how these these two weeks go. But that NC State game is gonna be. A, Right around to pick them, I think, when, when it comes down to it. And Look at me
2: getting that 13.5 early on the line. You
3: did. You did the right thing. Because it opened officially at 9.5, and, a half and it, then it jumped very quickly down to 7. I only put 50
2: on it, too. I wish I'd put more on it now 13. And I 10. hate
3: that you bet on us, though. We were doing so well when you bet against us. It but makes I, me I, less I confident I than I was. The,
2: I didn't. I actually didn't bet the uh, game on Saturday, though. Oh, I thought you were going to. No, I ended up staying away from it. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Which I mean, I would have been... It would have been like I mean I would have taken James Madison and like everything else I bet I would have lost. It was a Rough weekend. Okay, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take some texts. Can change out. In, no, like you're in fine. The corner later on, we'll take some texts.
3: Uh, Texas says, "Does it concern you that the point guard for Shamanad, who put up twenty eight points against us last week, only put up two against Cincinnati last night?" I he, mean,
2: yeah. I mean, he was worn down from from doing from performance against us. It concerns
3: me more that Cincinnati and Ohio State both pretty much could name their score against Shamanod
2: and we were life and death to beat them. I we were hanging on by our teeth guarding that that kid making him look like Dan Dickow in the pick and roll.
3: Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati won was ninety eight to fifty five last night, and it could have been it could have been worse. And there's like th- that's the one team that you looked at in the Maui Invitational field and said, well, it's it's kind of it's us and them at the bottom, like we're they could be seven, we could be eight or vice versa. And they look much, much better than us yeah, in their you know, exhibition against the same team. We'll
2: be better by the time we get there. Don't worry.
3: I hope so. We'll improve. I hope so. We'll um, be gelled by then. If you're looking at opponents, by the way, uh, for the the first two games, App State played. Who They, they played like... They played one of those name schools, like a D three school, and beat them by seventy last night. Um, Wright State plays name schools. Yeah, like,
2: don't all schools have names?
3: No, but like you know, like a, a person's name. Yeah, <laughs> it was like William Wallace or something, like, like Brave Vanderbilt. Heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was some. It was some weird school name that I'd never heard of, and they destroyed them. Um, Wright State, who we play on Saturday, will not open their season until I think they played th- Thursday night, same as us. They played Davidson, so we'll find out more about them. When they play Davidson, and then of course Bellman, uh, does not play before they play us. The Appalachian State beat Warren Wilson. They beat them one one forty two to seventy four last night.
2: Former president? No, they, Warren Wilson was not a president. Congress. He's a he's a representative from. Are you Ohio. thinking of Woodrow Wilson? I'm thinking of Warren Hardy, Actually, <laughs> you're
3: combining two names that are neither of which Warren, Warren Hardy was
2: presidential. Was uh, was was marred by the was it the Tea Party uh, scandal? I think is what it was called. Okay. He, he, he had uh, the, uh, uh, some some he had some backdoor dealings when during his presidency.
3: Texas does Bill DeRuff wear a toupee? I've I don't honestly don't know what Bill DeRuff looks like. I've seen it, him.
2: I saw I saw him in, on Spectrum doing a uh, debate with uh, Greenberg one time. I've
3: seen a million of his signs. Yeah, I don't think
2: he was a debate. I, don't, I didn't notice that he was. I can't. I can't. I feel like I watched a little bit of that. That uh, did the you debate. not trust a politician in a toupee? I mean, he's obviously telling you he's a liar right there and there. Yeah, right I, don't,
3: there. I, mean, yeah I don't trust anybody in a toupee. I'm That's sorry. I don't. I don't. Texas, so in hindsight, if Patina, oh, <laughs> it's, it's somebody's doing a joke. It's a good joke. I liked it.
2: Yeah, you didn't get but you got it. I can't yeah. read
3: this picture. I can't read it. Yeah. Okay. Texas says, quote, What's there not to love about the Russians from Trevor? Mike, you got to keep Trevor up to date on international stuff before he says that after the Ukrainians find another mass grave, going to get our boy canceled, LMAO. I mean, there's nothing I can do with Trevor. (laughs) It's not going
2: to stop him. You cancel me all you want. I'm not going anywhere. You can't can't get rid of me with penicillin, buddy. I'm staying around. I mean, isn't that over? Didn't Ukraine win? No, it's still going. Why well, don't hear anything about it anymore? I, we, we've been over this before. It's not
3: hard to find out information about it. It's everywhere, but it, I, you don't. I
2: don't know about everywhere. I mean, it's not trending anymore. I don't see. I don't. You know, I don't see. It a, on... s- a sidebar thing for it every single day? Now, granted, I don't watch CNN or Fox News or MS. I don't watch those because they're not news channels. They're just like watching, you know, pardon the interruption for for politics. But I, I just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. But I don't see it anywhere else. I figured it was over. I thought Ukraine won. No, so. So, Russia's still there?
3: They're still flexing. They're threatening... Who's winning? Nuclear weapons. Nobody wins. <laughs> Nobody's winning.
2: Who's got... No one has the advantage right now?
3: I mean, no. It's it's war. It's silly and it's dumb and nobody wins in the end. Everybody loses. Texas, why do... Uh, this is a UK fan, I guess. Why do Louisville fans act like they didn't watch The Greatest Tradition in basketball last night? I did not watch one second of UK's game. I did watch... I couldn't tell you... Were they on, even on TV? i got no Destiny
2: idea. Network. Um, I did watch one second of it. I turned it on for like about 2 minute stretch. Uh in that time I the only thing I learned was that TJ's right that emblem on the court is really annoying looking. Is it? Yeah.
3: I uh, Patrick showed me a picture and it does look really stupid. It's just But I didn't, I, just, I caught none of the game last like night.
2: Like the one of one of them goes like from the three point line almost to half court. Ugh. It's kind of weird and I called a buddy. I was so I called my buddy to ask him if he was watching the game. He was like, "I'm here." <laughs> I'm like why? He's like, "Yeah, we Tickets were, they were basically handing them out, so we just drove up here and walked on in, pretty much. There you go. I was like, go well, have fun, man. Come on. He's like, all right. <laughs> I watched a little bit of Duke
3: Jacksonville when it was on. I flipped over to watch the end of Oklahoma Sam Houston State because Oklahoma lost on the at the I don't know, the buzzer beater. It was great. Oh, I missed that. It was awesome. Um, I caught the uh, streaming. I caught the the Davidson Ohio game. So to our boy Gabe Wistnitzer, unfortunately, they got beat at the buzzer by Belmont. Um,
2: Did Dayton? You said Dayton? So Dayton?
3: Dayton won. Okay. Like all the top twenty-five teams won. By the way, the two bets that I gave you yesterday, I gave North Carolina Central covering against Virginia, UTEP covering against Texas. Both hit. So Texas says, "Congrats." Boom. Let's let it ride. We need the Mike Rutherford lock of the day. I don't want to do this again. I mean, today's tonight's slate sucks. Tonight in college basketball, there's nothing good. Um, no top twenty-five teams play because every top twenty-five team played Purdue yesterday. Plays. Who does? Purdue. Who do they play? Milwaukee. <sighs> No. Um, Detroit. Player. It is an awful slate. <laughs> Providence and our boy Noah Locke plays Ryder. Hardly know her.
2: Speaking of former guys, I saw Matt Cross didn't suit up yesterday last night. He
3: didn't. <laughs> he was a late scratch. Somebody te- So somebody let me know that. They're like, they're like oh, this is That's shocking. That's great. Apparently they said after the game that he has a toe injury. Um, that From might what he
2: trying to kick uh, Frank Martin? Maybe he was a
3: late. They're like Matt Cross because apparently he played. This is also going to be very surprising to you. Played incredibly in the exhibition game. Looked like their best player. All these UMass fans are like no. Matt Cross may wind up being our best player. Very Louisville, circa November 2021, <laughs> and then boom, he can't play in the first game at the last second. Nobody knows why. It winds up being a toe injury that may keep him sidelined for a while. Uh, but that was, yeah, that, that was Matt Cross's introduction into UMass basketball, which was I feel, I feel like this pretty is funny. A bad
2: succumber. It's like it's it's us going. Oh yeah, we've been there. Wait till the end, and then of course, you know, last this time last year, it was Miami fans saying the same thing to us. No. Oh yeah, enjoy it. Wait
3: for it. We yeah. thought the same thing. He never really showed much at Miami. And then a high school before that. Dallas.
2: Then a high school before that. Then a high school before that.
3: If you are wondering, by the way, I did a quick uh, rundown on on Twitter and the website about former cards on different rosters last night, which because of the transfer. It's like you could have a whole team of these guys. <laughs> but Samuel Williamson last night for SMU. Oh, yeah, he, forget he's still He started. He played 34 minutes. Uh, he was 5 of 7 from the field, 11 points, 11 rebounds. They won 77 to 60 over Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, Josh Nickelberry started, played 36 minutes for LaSalle, was 5 of 9 from 3, had a team I had 22 points. They lost to uh, Villanova, 81 to 68. Quinn also started, played 32 minutes for Iona, had 16 points, five rebounds, one assist. Iona destroyed Penn, 78 to 50. Aiden Gahan is the one guy still not still not finding PC. He's uh, he's coming off the bench at Grand Canyon, only played three minutes last night, had two rebounds, uh, 0 of one from the field, no points. Grand Canyon beat Montana State, 60 to 54. Uh, Gabe Wisnitzer, big Wiz, came off the bench, played 15 minutes, two points, two rebounds. Ohio lost to the buzzer to Belmont, and then who am I forget? Oh, Matt Cross did not play last night. Noah Lock starts his season tonight for Providence against Ryder, and then Dre and Tay Davis will play for Seton Hall. Their first game is tomorrow night against Monmouth.
2: And in case you're wondering, Kentucky 165 or 95. I saw the score. 63. Yeah, but, but more importantly, as I kind of said yesterday, they covered. There you go. I said take take the, take, take the big boys president in the early in the mid 20s. They're going to cover them, and they they covered that well, clearly. I think the the two grimace. games
3: that I gave you were big boys spreads in the mid 20s that were not covered.
2: Ah, so I went the other way. Yeah, we're both just that good. That's just how we roll.
3: But I I I've got no lock of the day today. I, I can't I, I'm not gonna act like I, I have yeah, a yeah. thought on any of these games. I like, I'll give you something for tomorrow's games. I
2: don't know. I I would look I would look at a game like a Purdue Milwaukee and if it's a small enough line, I would take Purdue.
3: I think it's like twenty five.
2: I would take Milwaukee. I mean I would take Purdue. Milwaukee went ten and twenty two last year.
0: Yeah,
3: I I I I don't know how good Purdue's gonna be this year. You tell me Milwaukee's coaches. Oh. Um I should just tell me I don't want to waste that Baldwin. That's right. Cause his son went
2: and played for him or did he get fired? I think he got fired. I think he got fired. Yeah. I don't know. Actually didn't have a coach listed for him. If no coach listed on there. <laughs> it's because the website sucks. Bart Lundy is the coach there. No, that's why it's because it's Bart Lundy. Bart Lundy. He doesn't even get it. <laughs>
3: Came from Queens university in Charlotte after posting a 30 and four record last season.
2: No. Oh, yeah. There you go. Can you hear that? I opened the window of the dog driver.
3: Wisconsin-Milwaukee, cradle of coaches. 502-414-1450, uh, four, one, four, we have a new Trevor-ism of the day. Somebody says handoffish. I didn't say anything. I let it go. What are you talking about? You said handoffish earlier instead so? of standoffish.
2: What's, I don't, what, what do you mean? It's hand, hand, handoffish. Like,
3: standoffish. Hand, hand you, were, you were saying I'm a little bit hand uh, handoffish. You were saying it, it in, in a way that it was meant to be standoffish.
2: I like my version better.
3: Well, no, but it's going on the word of day calendar. <laughs> Texas there's a very get a profit for that. Texas says there's a very high chance that the Eagles go undefeated the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, there is. The schedule does look very kind to of Philadelphia. We need Jenna to get on that calendar.
3: By the way, did we I meant to mention this yesterday. Jenna's dad was the guy who pushed the button before b- pushed the big button before the game on Saturday at U of L James Madison.
2: There's a button
3: push. Yeah, remember you asked if like they still did this. Like they we have like a celebrity come out and do like the the big button to push like put the smoke and like the team like runs out after that happens.
2: I don't think that was me that you were having that conversation with.
3: Well, I think somebody I guess somebody asked if they still did it. <laughs> it wasn't me, it was somebody there. We definitely <laughs> talked about the show cuz you were like that happens or maybe you weren't aware that it ever happens cuz you haven't been to a game in 50 years. I last went to a game and it was in 2014. But yeah, again, as a fan, you haven't been since 06. But then, no, no, I still went as a fan. No, you can't count. You wouldn't have seen the button push at the media up in the media room. Well, that's true. Yeah.
2: But even, but even when the media passes, i still sometimes go down and watch games on the sideline, too, just for fun. I didn't always stay up in the media room. So but anyways, like a I mean, You can't count me not being as a fan, because I took I media credentials. I mean, that, that case, I haven't paid for a ticket in, since 2007.
3: I know. That's the whole point. Yeah, you haven't. I think it was 06, right? It was the Rutgers game.
2: No, I, well, I didn't pay for that ticket, because it was given to me, but I, I wasn't media. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, but Jenna's dad. It was the Salute to Arms game, you know, the honoring the armed forces. Yeah, he's a was a, a soldier, and he was like the person selected to come out and do this thing. He he's in his like uniform, rips it open to reveal like a U of shirt. Nice. Pretty badass. Nice. Uh, we met him at the at Oxmore Toyota, uh, Oxmoor Ford one day. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. Came, very big guy, could easily kick both of our asses. Yeah, up the, exact the one same I time. thought I was afraid he
2: was going to kick. Yeah,
3: he's a, he was a very very nice guy, very awesome dude. But I, I, like she put that on her Instagram story, I was like, oh. Badass. That's awesome.
2: I actually texted her on Friday because she uh, she she got me out of a jam. How? So I showed up for I had to do the high school game on Friday night last week. And I get there, I stopped at KFC, got me some, some food, and the game's starting. I'm like, I gotta get inside there, get in there, get established, get the game on the air, and I go to grab my drink and I left the straw in the car. Oh uh. and I mean I'm not a caveman, I'm not gonna like open it up and drink it out like without a straw. So I was like, wait a second, I remember something. On my keychain. I have a metal straw that Jenna gave me. So I pulled it out and used it and, uh, and it saved the day. It's in her saved picture.
3: Now we need to get the calendar going. She's the <laughs> only one who kept track of it while she was here.
2: <laughs> um,
3: the, the only other thing of note last night in the, the world of men's college basketball was 13 ACC, ACC teams played. One lost. Have you seen this? No, I have not. Venture a guess as to who lost. We didn't play. I can't tell you the other team who didn't play, but... I think it was us and Notre Dame were the only teams that didn't play last night. 13 teams played. Who do you think lost?
2: Well, Georgia Tech did.
3: Georgia Tech, not. They were neck and neck with Clayton State for a while, who exists. They ended up winning by 30. But Florida State, the mighty fighting, fighting
2: Leonard Hamilton. Really? Lose by nine to Stetson. Dude, you could have gave me many a guess I far. Oh, Stetson, by the way. Go Hatters. That's the team I used to pull out on people. Best logo know, in college basketball. I used to pull that team out when I wanted to prove how dominant I was at college basketball back in like oh four oh five. 05. So of the video game? Yeah. If I really wanted to rub it in on you, I'd let you be Kentucky or one, and then I'd be Stetson and beat you.
3: Well, <laughs> Stetson did the thing to Florida State last night. They controlled pretty much the entire game. Uh, I miss the old because you know Stetson hats are like those cowboy hats, and yeah. they they used to just have their mascot would be a big S with wick like, wearing a, a Stetson hat, and now they have like some like cool S with like a sword through it. I'm like, bring back the hat logo. Why is there a sword through the hat? It's dumb. Did it, they kill the silly. hat? Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> But they, uh, Stetson lit them up last night, uh, made 14 shot 50% from the field. Florida State not doing its usual thing by being big and dominant inside. They look pretty overwhelmed. Um, it's not a great FSU team, short bench. They look bad. But every other ACC, ACC team won last night. The Seminoles go down. A bunch of teams lost by games last night. It was an exciting first night. Even though we didn't have like a big time top twenty five matchup.
2: That's a big night for Scoots then. I mean, is EMU team took a one nothing lead on Yeah, me. we gotta mention that. And he hates he hates Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, he and my dad would would enjoy each other's company. He thinks he's the worst coach ever. So Yeah, yeah I mean that's it was him losing them, but Scoots had a pretty good night. He did. We
3: you mentioned it. You and Scooter Dingus have a bet for who's gonna win more games this season, Louisville or Eastern Michigan. That's right and the winner gets $500. right. Eastern Michigan starts it. They beat Wayne State last night 75-66 to 66, without Amani Bates. Uh, after the game, they said that Bates was a coach's decision for why he didn't play. I feel good about your chances because Eastern Michigan now, they play Michigan next. That's <laughs> If they win that game, then you start to hit the panic button <laughs> well, a little I bit. Might, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: <laughs> I might be hitting the button that blunts a lot of smoke out, too, as well. But
3: their <laughs> non-con that. schedule, besides the Michigan game, it's not great, Trev. Like they they're a lot of winnable games. They play after this. They play
2: Bradley, Oakland. Well, first of all, hold on. First of all, Bradleys had good teams in the past. They have, but like you would want like for, Percy for,
3: Hawkins for your purposes. You would, you would want this to be a bunch of Power Five conference teams. Uh, I mean, they're like, only two on their schedule.
2: And Oakland, despite not, despite just what I may or may not realized was not in Oakland, California. Is it's that, not. It's in Michigan, I believe. Right? That's correct. I mean, they've been good. They've had good teams in the past. I mean, every team has had good teams in the past. And both the teams you just mentioned have had more tournament success than EMU has had in the last 10 years.
3: Again, that's not the point. The point I'm making is you want to see a bunch of power conferences. These are winnable games for EMU. Oh, I disagree, Michigan, Bradley, Oakland, Purdue-Fort Wayne, San Diego, Diego. FIU, FAU, Illinois State, Niagara, Detroit, at South Carolina, and then they start MAC play. That's not ideal for
2: you. I mean, they're, they, I could see them going maybe a little under 500 in that schedule. You
3: better hope they go way under
2: 500. I mean, I could see them. Of all those games, I could see maybe five wins out of there.
3: Five wins is. You need them to go like two and nine in non con play.
2: Well, you, you act like they're going to dominate the Mac.
3: I'm just saying. They have the. Where did they finish
2: in the Mac last year? Didn't they finish last?
3: They did. They didn't have money Bates.
2: Well, they, have them. they won't. They won't have them that long anyway. I don't know they want them.
3: You better hope not. They have the right now. Ken Palm, the two hundred seventy seventh ranked schedule out of three hundred sixty one D one teams.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm getting nervous for
2: you. I'm not. I'm confident. I'm getting nervous for you. Um, I'm nervous for, for Scoots. I don't know where he's gonna come up five hundred bucks. We won a lottery. He used all that. I will just win it again. He spent the he spent the, I think he said he spent the summer in a hotel and like a, a hotel suite overlooking the beach. Did really? He not the whole summer, but he did tell me. That. He said he went to like he'd go to like hotels and get like the like in Tampa and get like a beach front view hotel room for like the week and just party for a week.
3: My buddy got. I'd probably uh,
2: done the same thing because he was in his twenties when he did it one. So
3: my buddy got asked that he bought a, the ticket last night. We we're in our like little text group. He was he's like my, he's like my wife is mad at me because she said what's the first thing you would do if if you won? And I said take all my buddies on a big golf trip on a private jet. He's like, he's like, wasn't like anything with our kids. He's got two kids about the same age as my kids. And wasn't anything like with his family. He was like, all my friends, like we're going like all paid, like abandoned dunes. We're going to buy the course. We're going to like rent it out for a week. Private jet pay. He's like, first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, I
2: don't play me. It sounds awesome. You know, weirdly the first thing comes to my mind if I had won last night would have been divvying up how much I give friends and family. No, because that way, then once I give that out, I don't have to listen to them whining and bitching at me anymore the rest of my life. I'm off to my exotic island. To- well, that's not stopping anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're Because now, yeah, here, they'll find a way to find you. Here's your quarter million for being my cousin. Now lose my number. <laughs> Would never happen. Once you get a taste, they're coming back for more. Here's a quarter million on my cell phone, then. Don't bother calling. <laughs>
3: Uh, let's take a break when we come back we can get to the text yeah. line 502-414-1450 uh, also we can get to uh, a little bit of talk about last night's women's basketball game the Cards take care of Cincinnati one Cardinal in particular stood out we'll talk about that it's the Mike Rutherford show on a Tuesday here on 1450 and 961, the Big X
2: here comes my second purchase
3: You like your reggae watered down and Caucasianized? Then boy, do I have a band for you! <laughs> hey,
2: you, watch, 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 watch it when you talk about UB40. Right? I like the song. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure. Like they're not—they're not, sure. they're, they're not like I won't like cut your throat like a wolf. If you talk bad about the monkeys. Well, you know I feel about that. I love the monkeys. But like you, be forty. Red, red one, you make me feel so
3: fine. I want to adore you all of the time.
2: <laughs> but I might—I might punch you in the throat for the monkeys red red wine you make me feel so fine you keep me rocking all of the time red red wine you make me feel so fine i feel a million dollar when you're just in my heart red red wine you make me
3: feel so i was thinking about this just a second ago too because the lions beat the packers on sunday and i haven't like i don't know it, like that many packers fans I know a lot of people who hate the Packers because I, I know a lot of Bears fans. But the only like diehard Packers fans that I really know are our next door neighbor. Um, the the husband's a Bears fan. The wife is a Packers fan, and her whole family are like diehard Packers fans. They're over there every Sunday watching games, talking about it, and they're, theme, like, the, they're like the nicest people in the world. So I don't want to. Like, I can't bleep talk them. But then I remembered. Oh yeah, TJ's a big Packers fan. So I, 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 I've taken a full 48 <laughs> hours. I haven't said this yet. Allow me to say, TJ, suck it. Go Lions. Eat it. Aaron Rodgers looked like absolute dog crap on Sunday. Your franchise is done. You're at like, Clemson. It's over. Get over it. He did look
2: Aaron Rodgers did look pretty bad on Sunday.
3: He looked terrible. He was uh, he looked like he was on some sort of drug. He looked Roger's like you throwing. out there. <laughs> yeah, just like not reading anything, throwing the ball into open gaps, like with nobody inside. He was just he was terrible.
2: The Aaron Hutchinson interception was beautiful.
3: You, you told me it was, like, it was like a great tight end. Which I mean, is what we do is lines. I mean, we need
2: one now. And Kelvin Joseph just looked like, I mean, he just made his entire career. He had two picks in that game, I think. By the way, TJ Hawkinson looked great for the Vikes, too. I was like, ah. Oh. He had a good, well, yeah, he
3: didn't have bad. I drove by Gerstle's in the middle of the day. It was rocking. It made me sad. I was like, Oh
2: well, well, who's the Packer bar now, then? I don't know anymore. He says Gerstle's was the. Gerstle's still was the Vikings bar. And Packer's bar was the one that was across the street, wasn't it? It was, uh. Oh. Not. Because now it? Molly's, like, the. is. The Raven no, it was never mine Malone's because that was a B. That was a B. Dubs back then, not Diamonds. No, it wasn't there diamonds. was a Packers bar at one point in time. Yeah, I can't it was remember, right, right it in was. the same, like within like a block away, because that was I have a my, my buddy his 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 uh, stepdad or I guess stepdad I don't know if he calls him that but his, he married his mom. Uh, he's a diehard Vikings fan, and, he, and 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 I've got friends that are big big Packer fans, and we, I mean they were the Packer Viking games those. That, that's that's the right corner right there, and then Saint Matthew's would be kind of heated. I guess
3: Saints is now, Saints is the Packers bar now.
2: Is it now? Now yeah. it is. It, it, but yeah. that's not who I, it was originally. It wasn't. No, I can't remember the name either. <laughs> that's gonna drive me insane. Someone let us know. Texas five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I want to say it's It wasn't like it wasn't Mayers. Were our place where no. we, we
3: don't need to keep remembering out loud. No. Not not finding it. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. Texas is any word on Travion Cooley? No, that was not did not come up today during the press conference, which I thought was a little bit odd um it's i mean the the only thing they're saying is personal issue and we'll see he he was he clearly was they showed him on camera a couple of times on the sidelines he seemed to be in good spirits my guess is that he'll be here he'll be back sooner than later Texas. it was it's been saints the whole time that's the packers
2: no it wasn't and that's not what it was before you're just you're young pup it's okay
3: there's this listening to TK flip-flop opinions and stammer through sentences on yesterday's show had me like stay off the w-. You you had a, a rough show yesterday. I disagree. Today you've been good. Today you've been you've been more locked in, you've been solid. Yesterday you were kind of I don't know, you were out there a little bit. I don't know. If it, I mentioned I was like are you high and you were like not in a little bit, but kind of <laughs> well, I mean I'm awake. <laughs> Today you've been better. You've been you've been more focused. You've you've been more coherent. Duchess. Was that, that what I, Yes. Yes, thank you. People say now Saints is the Packer bar. But a lot of people are saying it was, the same thing. Yes, it used to be Dutchess. Dutchess yes. was the, I was in the middle of the Packer
2: a, pa- a Packer buddy, too. There you go. I knew, yeah. I mean, and Dutch has been I mean, Dutch has been gone longer than I just realized. It's been gone for a while. Okay, and Saints has probably been, that's why, yeah, I've got now, I've got two new people texting me right now, Dutch There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah so that's nice. I, I
3: knew it was one that, like, I remember the name, and it's been gone for, I, I was there like the last week in the Dutchess was open,
2: and it was sad. I just remember being there one, I don't remember what year it was. It was, I think, it was the year that the, uh, the 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 Vikings lost to the Cardinals in the the, oh. the Nathan Pool Nathan Pool game, and like the, the, I was I was over I was in there and people at Dutch's were like coming out and just like rubbing it into the Vikings <laughs> Like you thought there was going to be like a brawl in St. Matthew. Like some, there was some Sundays where it looked like West Side Story out there, because it was just it was just looked like people just ready to get into a fight because they had a trophy. And during the they game, still you, do. yeah, you would go with that the bar and take it and take it back. And they just, still they do that, they oh, did Oh, they it still do it at the same thing when
3: the, yeah, because now the, good. When there's a whole video like the news station was there when the Vikings won a few weeks ago of them like taking the trophy and like holding it up and doing like the cheer outside. I'm glad of they Russell's. still do that, yeah. then. okay, they still do it. All right, uh, but Dutch is Texas, yeah, Dutch has been gone since 2009. That's exact because I remember <laughs> Lord, being there the last weekend, that long. yeah, wow. it was it was uh, Mary and I, like. I've been dating, but like not that long. I remember vividly being there. It was uh, sad. Last, last
2: decade's been kind of a blur.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: Apparently, Saints has also always been a Packers bar, though, this whole time.
2: Yeah, but Saints would, back then, Saints was still like Jake and Elwoods or something, probably. I don't even know how long it's been Saints. And
3: Jake and Elwoods was like 90s. That, that has has that it been wasn't, that long? Yeah, it's been a while. That's I <laughs> It was something else, because then it became, it, it became something else between Jake and Elwoods. It was like... I know it's been Saints for, since well, it's been
2: Sains. at least Saints since I've been in radio, because we did, me and Perrin did shows there back in it's like It's been Saints for a while now. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, Jake and Elvis was like when I was a kid. Um, I used to I got Jake and was
3: it's fun bar. Texas says, regarding Scott's D, Davy Jones says he's a believer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, a Scott's D and a monkey's reference all in one? That's, that's
3: the dream, right? Texas, Texas Scott Scott's D makes me feel so fine. <laughs> Keeps me rocking. I love the time. There's a theme today, by the way. Texas, Texas that's Scott's D in the corner making TK gain a new religion. <laughs> I love this. Scott's Please. D in the corner. Still, dude, keep it up. Scott's D in the spot.
2: Light. <laughs> <want this>. Losing <laughs> Dabo's religion. Teaching Dabo religion. <laughs> I want nothing but an hour and 15 minutes of this. Trying Keep it up. to break Got these home lyrics. streaks, <laughs> and I don't know if Scott can do it. Oh, no, we've allowed too much. Brian's in charge <laughs> again. <laughs> Haven't allowed enough. It's been to break defense. <laughs> Texas says Rand Paul wears dupe. I don't think, I don't he, think does. he does. I don't think he does either. Texas. Maybe Danny up. should get a new one because that's just like that's just like Joe Dirt picking a toupee. Yeah. It's not a very good look anyway.
3: Texas, what up, Mike and Trev? It's Ross. Great comparison of Clemson to Chick fil A. It'd be my pleasure to take a dump on your stupid hill. <laughs> the worst <laughs> underhanded compliment we got repeatedly walking back to the parking with Drew Bailey's, Bailey's mom and the Clemson fans saying in their stupid draw, Y'all got a good little football team. I want to kick their asses. Yeah.
2: The only problem I have with your comparison is I like Chick-fil-A. I don't like Clemson.
3: Yeah, but you get you see what I'm saying though. Like Like they're nice, but like they're they, you know, they give you free drinks. They the weather's always nice, the, about, the tailgating setup is beautiful. Like it's everything's great about it. But then if you met these people outside of that environment you would realize that you don't really want to like be friends or hang out.
2: You don't want to hang on a red couch with them in a commercial.
3: No, I don't. Yeah, it'd be my pleasure to go home
2: and eat my food by myself. Have you ever get tried, away from me? Have you ever tried to say my pleasure to them before they say it to you? No, I know you do. I do. It's just fun, <laughs> it's kind of difficult to get into a sentence with that before they can. Though, I always just want to be like, you don't have to do that for me. Like you don't, you, you don't have to do that. I asked one person, I was, st- when, you talk know, normally when you're in line and you, 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 you know, you talk to them, you've done your business you're not moving forward because the line's not moving. I asked him one day if he just casually says my pleasure to people randomly on the phone. It'd be tough he, to break it. He did. He said he, he does it a lot. He said he has. He has caught himself being on the phone or doing other stuff and saying it. It's a cult. It's <laughs> like Clemson football. But damn, those chicken nuggets are good.
3: Uh, Texas, who was the last team to beat Clemson at home? I think it was Pitt. I think you might be right. I was to
2: say it was Pitt in 2010. Well, I don't think it was that long they they brought that I remember watching when I was watching whatever game I watched Clemson play last at home, which I don't remember what it was now. 2016, 2016 was the pit, last. but it was Pitt, okay. Yeah, because I remember it being when we were in the ACC. I just remember them saying Pitt over
3: and over, and it stuck to me. Because they kicked Pitt kicked a a last second field goal. Because they should have lost to NC State a year later, and the NC State missed the last second field goal on their home. Was field. that
2: the last time Clemson Clemson?
3: Kind of, yeah, but it still it didn't ruin their they they kind of Clemson. But they still ended up winning the national title.
2: Okay, was that the was that the twenty sixteen? That was, that was the, Lamar year.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they didn't lose again. They got to the, the the playoff. Beat Bama. Yeah, the hundred repro, hundred repro touchdown. Do you know who has the second longest home winning streak? This is surprising to me.
2: Um, Georgia, Notre Dame. Hmm. Just kind of lucky, I guess, catching the right teams at home.
3: Twenty four straight games. Yeah, they got three losses this year. Apparently – well, I guess – hold on. This was – they lost to Marshall at home for sure. Yeah, I was going to say – yeah, this
2: they is, did. Th- okay, take it back. This was written at the end of last season. Okay, so they've been eliminated. I said that. I was like, there's no way. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. They did lose to Marshall at home.
3: But Clemson's last home loss is still yeah, pit 2016. 16. Yeah, Ohio State is second on the list now. Their last home loss was 2017 to Oklahoma.
2: I mean, hell, they've only lost the one Big Ten game in like four years too. They act like crap against Northwestern for a while on They Saturday. did. Well, did you see the, the weather? weather? And, like, 90-mile-an-hour wins, supposedly. Still. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he still should be able to run more and still put up more than 21 points on him. Texas, how
3: many seniors will will participate in next week's senior night game? Oh, God. I mean, I like I've said, I can't keep track of what anybody's year is anymore. I feel like we've done senior nights for guys two years in a row that are still on the team. So, I've got – everyone's a redshirt sophomore to me until they tell me otherwise. I'm still (laughs) – yeah, Malik's going to graduate. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm sure that we have another year of eligibility for him somewhere. I've got no idea. I keep saying, because <laughs> technically everybody can, be, you can have six years of eligibility now, right? You, you can, if you joined at college during the COVID year, you can redshirt, have the COVID season, and then your four regular years of eligibility. So stop calling people redshirt juniors, redshirt sophomore seniors. I need a one through six next to their name. Just give, give me how many years of eligibility. Are you a six? Are you a full, are you done, done after this? Are you a senior who's a five? Can you get one more?
2: I can't keep track of anybody's eligibility. The NFL is like trying to like wait. A minute, are you allowed to come? Are you not allowed? How long Well, have they been know. In? I
3: mean, after after three, three years, they're High
2: school, yeah, it doesn't matter. But
3: as class. far as eligibility, like, how do we know that some schools aren't just keeping everybody around? Like, is the NCAA really even checking this? Are they checking like who's played how many snaps at Bowling Green? Gonna be, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> yeah, like a, a linebacker's going to walk out for 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 Ohio one day. He's going to have a beard like me and. He's going to be – he's playing next to his son, middle linebacker. Bring everybody back. You know what? Call us out. Go back.
3: Check the tapes. I don't think that guy played in the game last year. I can year. see some
2: awkwardness with some of the, the guys, like, going, like, the mom – senior day, you know, uh, mom and dad, like, oh, so we're going on the field. No, nah, mom, you went last year. I'm going to take Uncle Harry with me today. I mean, we get Malik Williams, like, three in basketball. I mean, do, we get, do we get home and away jerseys now given to Get him you. back on the team. Get, we we need some more bogus
3: scholarships. Get him back. If we can get your Abdullah back for another year, make it happen. Can we get him back next year? I'm not supposed to be, but who knows? He's been here since twenty eighteen. Can we just change his number? Sure. Nobody to notice, really. Bring him back. Bring bring back all the linebackers.
2: Momo's no I think he only played a couple of years at Ole Miss. He should have another year of eligibility. Ooh, I see crypto crashes uh, is trending. Is did something happen with the crypto money? It's never. It's rarely been a good thing when crypto has been trending the last few months.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you see Iraq trending, you're like, I bet that's not good. Not the,
2: not the, or you see a celebrity name. It's not. Well, yeah. celebrity yeah. name you never know. A celebrity name, well, sometimes, yeah. And then, of course, you click on it. And but when we, you see, like. You got that geek that does the uh, the Denzel Washington. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I checked Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> and she, when she actually does die, it makes
3: it worse. I just want to block
2: anybody that does that. that, that but you when know? you see, <laughs> like.
3: Iraq or North Korea, it's never for something good. It's never like <laughs> peace is broken out. They've decided they're going to stop the shenanigans.
2: You. you say that now, next thing I guarantee is going to come up.
3: I hope be- so. I i would love to be, I'd love to click on a trending Iraq topic one day and have it be something overwhelmingly positive.
2: They've opened a new McDonald's. That, that'd be great. You
3: know, <laughs> peace and love.
2: <laughs> They've changed All good. The, the recipe for the fall. They want to be friends with everybody.
3: Texture says uh, Trevor flies off to live on his private exotic island after he wins the lottery so he can sit inside in the dark watching movies and playing video games. He's going to quickly learn that DoorDash doesn't deliver to <laughs> private islands. What would you do for food? On a yeah, private, that's a good, would you well, have to bring a chef?
2: I would. I'd probably yeah, I'd have to bring a chef. And God, just, you'd have to pay that person so much. I mean, he wouldn't. No, he'd actually have an easy life. Well, yeah, but like. All he's got to do is grow up steaks and burgers. and. But that would be their entire life. They had nothing else to do. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, other than his. You know, his office hours would be awkward. I'd be waking him up at like one in the morning. Exactly.
3: Like craving some bourbon chicken. And you're not going to be friends with him because you don't want to be friends with people. Yeah,
2: but you know, I'm going to tip him well. I mean, I tip well now. He's and got nowhere to spend the money. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's a terrible life. He's got nowhere to go.
3: (laughs) You'd have to just keep hiring different. You'd have to pay them so well that it'd be like a like a two year sentence basically to make all this money so they can go spend it back in real world. They'd have to quit every two years. You have to get a new personal chef every two years.
2: (laughs) That's the way that it would work. I don't have to live on a private island. I guess I could just go live in. Can't just buy like a Kelsey Island. Can't just buy like an an unused city in like California or something. (laughs) Unused city. Yeah, I mean, there's like ghost towns in certain cities. Can't I just buy one of those. You like Cartman in the episode where he just like buys the theme park to keep everybody out. I would do that.
3: Would be cool. He gets a million dollars in inheritance and he just he buys the theme park to keep everybody else out and I mean, he has
2: fun by himself. Can I just? I'm just gonna open Trevor Town. T Town. T Town. Welcome to T Town. Population one. Pop. Population fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna be and I, I'm gonna buy one of those things. Like, what was the movie Matthew Mc, uh, Prince McDermott where she uh, was living in a van because the city she lived in was like a was like a it was basically owned by the corporation she worked for. And they closed the te- they closed the factory, so everybody had to leave the city, and the city became a ghost town. I'll do that. I'll buy a town like that, and I'll just like I'll I'll just resurrect the buildings I want. We'll have a radio station. You'll be you you can you can be program director if you want. That's okay.
3: Here's the problem, and this is it's becoming just like the South Park episode. What happens when stuff goes wrong? Because you can't fix it yourself. Well, well I'm, people are going to live in the town
2: with me. How? I'm, th- there's going to be... Somebody's got to run the Taco Bell. There's going to be jobs. There's going to be apartments. You
3: haven't thought this through.
2: No, I just own it all. They all, own, they all, just, they all pay me, though. And then you get mad when like, the,
3: the technician that you've hired is also in front of you in the Taco Bell line. You can, well, you're gonna be flipping out about oh, no, not having to wait no, in T-town.
2: I'm not because I'm not gonna sit in line. I'm T. Exactly. I'm but, the T tea in T-town. I just walk. I walk to the back and they make my meal for me. This is why nobody's gonna live there. Oh, they'll live. They'll have a good time. No, no. That you want to know why they live there? A, because uh, r- sooner than later we will separate ourselves from the rest of the country. So therefore, we'll have our own laws and rules. And trust me, everything's legal in T-town. Diplomatic immunity. Everything's legal in T-town, baby. You think? You th- you th- you think Amsterdam was fun in The Wire season three? You ain't seen nothing yet. I don't know if you can do that. Oh, yeah. That's what cause I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy Ghost Town in Nevada. That's the best place to do it because, uh, you know, no one cares about Nevada. So you're saying you wouldn't buy Twitter? <laughs> Hell no, I ain't buying Twitter. Why would you buy Twitter with I, I don't I mean, What's he doing? I'm just going to create my own social media call it Tritter. T R I T T E R.
3: Twitter will be shut down in
2: five minutes. <laughs> it's just basically a place to com- well, like complain. Oh, and by the way, when I do that, when you hashtag something, you don't call it hashtag; you call it by its proper term, pound sign. Okay. Which, by the way, brought up the Me Too movement in a different direction. KSD text
3: <laughs> Matt's article on K- KSR is alarming <laughs> and massively frustrating. Does no one in that admin understand that there will be an insane fan outcry? The fans will understand more so why players and coaches are planning slash going to leave. Their own heads will roll if this begins to happen. It's not that hard to comprehend if I'm Mitch. It's really not. Didn't they win by 35 last night? I think. Is, are they upset about the NIL stuff still? I
2: mean, what's what's the
3: complaint here? I think the complaint is their recruiting is sucking right now in football because oh, wow. they can't pay kids illegally now. got It has to be legal, and they're not doing it. And they had a... What the, their running back decommitted yesterday, who was like the best running back in their class.
2: Well, didn't they have a great recruiting class last year, though, didn't they? I mean, with Dane Key and company. But and, now they're not doing NIL,
3: and they're getting left behind. Their recruiting class, is like, the big dog's like 55th right now.
2: Man, big dog got no bark left in that bite.
3: Meanwhile, the party dog, Scott's D, out here rolling to like a top 20 class. Hmm. Callie Scott doing what he does. That's how he rolls. I would be pissed off at Mitch Barnhart if he's just like, not going to do NIL and I tell you what this same conversation it's coming Why to Louisville basketball if Kenny alcohol. Payne maintains the same rhetoric that he has right now and we stop we don't get the recruits that we're talking about people are going to start saying the same types of stuff oh, yeah. when it comes to him we want already saying it now they are but a little bit yeah for sure Texas says T-Town would look very similar to a town stuck in 1996 <laughs> now we'll have the internet Texas Trevor doesn't want to do anything, but also doesn't want anyone else around to do the things that would need to be done to run T-Town.
2: No, I want to around, just not in my house. Like, I'm going to live in a – like, there's going to be, like, a big like uh, mountain because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Nevada. There's going to be, like, mountains. And, like, I'll live in, like, a castle, like, on top, overlooking T-Town. It'll be awesome. I picture it, like – I picture me being, like, a taller, fatter version of the king from Shrek. And like, and what was the name of the what was the name of the town they go they live in? Duop or whatever. You're, you're naming a lot of people that are not <laughs> viewed favorably. Funny. Yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna be as mean as he is, so I don't get eaten by a, a dragon. Texas, if I won the lottery, I'd name the stadium after myself. I, I can't
3: read that man. Bleep,
2: that would be a fun thing to do. Bleep slapping Cardinal Stadium. I could you could, you could you imagine? I, I, Just Mike coming coming. To, Live from Trevor Kelsey Stadium. No, I wouldn't even want Stadium in there. It's like, live from Trevor. Yeah, not just from my... Just, just Trevor. Just, drop Stadium, drop everything. He's called Trevor. Texas.
3: <laughs> after hearing Coach Payne's presser today, what is your takeaway on uh, from how he has really harped on doing things the right way and not just winning? Well, it, it was, I mean, it's the same thing that he's been saying all offseason. Like, there was nothing new today. Yeah. Like, that's
2: not just winning. When's the winning part going to happen?
3: Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's basically been saying, like, we don't... I mean, he's essentially said we don't care about wins and losses right now. We're more about building a culture. We're more about taking guys that want to be here for the right reasons. Like it's been, it's been the same thing every time he's talked since I'd say like August. Um, Texas Mike just turned down Trevor's job offer. I did. Yeah, I know that was kind of hurt by that. Sorry, I want to live in T town.
2: I whatever. T town
3: sounds not fun.
2: We have a good school system. I'm you don't, hard, you hard. don't want
3: kids in T town. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Oh no, there's gonna be kids. You got, you got to keep it. It'll be it'll be like uh, kind of like the, the the village from uh, the, the the really awful uh, movie with the guy that does the twist in Night Shyamalan. It be we'll be we'll be we'll be separated from the rest of the world, but we'll have like all the cool stuff instead of like looking like a handmaiden Tale. It'll be kids. Handmaiden Tale. Yeah, and that and that like like old school days. Handmaid's Tale. Whatever. <laughs> I had to bounce on that show. By the way, I've only I haven't even watched it. Um, I have, I have Stephen Hawkins is like a professor at school Stephen Hawking yeah no it's his brother I can't afford the main one <laughs> just, they that, wouldn't have different last names Texas Cousin <laughs> by marriage he's not as smart <laughs> Texas
3: T-Town would basically be Cartman Land yeah that's what I said that's what yeah. I keep saying it's the exact same thing it's the exact same thing how did Cartman buy a music park?
2: I, I've, you
3: never listen to anything he got Inheritance did he? I didn't hear you say that. I'm sorry if I
2: missed the wet little thing thrown in there amongst everything else.
3: Well, I explained the whole thing. He got a million dollars from his grandma, who died, and then he bought Cartman, he bought the theme park to keep people out. I knew, the, I knew why he bought it. I just couldn't remember why, how he bought it. Texas T-Town sounds like Hill Valley in Back to the Future too. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds pretty cool. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we will- May it make you want to live it a little more? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, less T-Town talk in hour number three, maybe. No promises. Uh, before we get to hour number three, though, reminding you, if you have financial needs, only one place to go, First Bankers T-town. Trust. town Most people spend more time planning their family vacation than they do planning for retirement. If that's you and you need help, only one place to go is First Bankers Trust. Find out more at firstbankerstrust.com. They'll tell you all about how they work with each client individually to help all of you meet your financial goals and the wide range of services that they provide, including investment management trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. Again, for more information, go to FirstBankersTrust.com. T-Town. Brown's Defense. Scott's D. Kenny's D. Making Money. They all start with one word. Trust. First Bankers Trust. FirstBankersTrust.com. Five o'clock hours on the way next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Red,
2: red wine You my feet so fine You keep be me rocking all of the time Red, red wine make me feel so grand. I feel a million
4: dollars when you're just in my hand. Red, red wine, you make me feel so sad. Anytime I see you go, it make me feel bad. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Monkey packing music on the sweet.
3: Quiet Riot on a Tuesday. Right, get the band right. I have no idea what the theme is. I know we've had UB40. Yeah. Quiet Riot. Yeah. What else do we have today? We had uh,
2: we had Joan Jett. So def- definitely different eras, not a year. We had Billy. We had uh, Billy Idol, and we had Eric Clapton. I don't know. The 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 theme is based on the songs, not the artists, though. Oh, okay, that do not help me. So the songs are Moni Moni. I love rock and roll, cocaine, red, red wine, and come on and feel the noise. And no, this is not a Saturday night in tea town They're, I don't know. I, I can think of it. They're all songs popularized, but we're covers. Oh. Including two songs on this list. were so both. who did this first? Uh, this was, it was a uh, Swedish like hair band from like 1970. Oh. Yeah, quite right. Actually, this is their, their their breakthrough single, which I want you to be like the Beatles. Which happened <laughs> with <laughs> the, the Beatles did
3: come on "Feel the Noise," and first. they got
2: popular after Randy Rhodes left the group and joined Ozzy and, and yada yada. Uh, yeah, and in fact, two songs on the list, "Moni Moni," and the one coming up last were both actually uh, covers of the same uh, same group, Tommy James and the uh,
3: "Red Red Wine." Actually, originally done by Neil Young. Neil
2: Diamond. Neil Young. <laughs> I'm making a joke. Okay. I didn't know if you knew that actually. Red, red, wine. I was curious if you knew he actually did that, yeah. I didn't.
3: No, I really didn't. Um that's I I assumed Red Red Ron was the UB forty original. Now, I'll never look at UB forty as the masters of <laughs> art that I did going into today's show.
2: Uh looking this up, I knew I knew Moni Money and I knew the other Tommy James song. Actually Tommy James oh. and the Chanel's had three songs that were popularized covered in the eighties. Joan Jett also did uh Clover and um uh, Crimson and Clover, which was a, was a was a cover. I there. enjoy so Crimson and Clover. That was a, it was a cover there. So I didn't. always I didn't do that. I was like, maybe I'll do all three of them, but I already did one. Joan Jett. I didn't know that Cocaine was a was a cover. That was the only one of all the songs I did today that I didn't actually know were a cover until I was looking it up. I didn't either, but I did know all the others.
3: Um, welcome in, like that, everybody. Five o'clock hour, Mike Rutherford show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six the Big X. We haven't mentioned it uh, all that much except in passing, but yesterday. As we went off the air, the L women's basketball team, number seven in the country preseason, had a 20-point lead over Cincinnati. They got outscored in the third quarter, but right of the ship in the fourth quarter, wind up winning the game 87-68. to 68. Strong start to the season for Jeff Walls and company, an especially strong start for UL uh, star Haley Van Lith, who got her junior season off to a fantastic, fantastic start. Uh, she finishes with 28 points on 12 of 20 shooting from the field. Had two rebounds, two assists, turned the ball over just a couple of times. Uh, Two of seven from three, but she was clearly uh, the standout performer for Louisville who had three players in double figures. Morgan Jones, the transfer from Florida State, was good in her debut as a Cardinal, had 14 points, and then Liz Dixon had 12 points as well, uh, the 6'5 senior out of Memphis. So the cards went 10 deep early. They played, I think, a total of 11 players. But mostly stayed with the so just short of that 13, huh? Just short of that 13, didn't didn't quite get to 13. But they had a nice, pretty much seven person rotation. Peyton Verhulst uh, got a lot of minutes off the bench. Um, Narika Kono played nine minutes, and then the, the, the Mikasa Robinson, who's you know, practically a starter anyway, played 27 minutes as well. So Jeff Walls, he'll figure out his rotation as time goes on, but he does seem to be at least early on in the season fine with playing 910 ladies uh, a night but it was a nice performance they had since I had a really good performance by the uh, the Milton I can't remember her first name but she drilled all five of her three point attempts. Uh, she was lights out for the, the game kind of kept it close but Louisville clearly superior team now they'll turn their attention to uh, this weekend they have a little bit they like playing the Jeff Walls always does the thing where they play the road game against a kind of a smaller school. They do that against Belmont next week. Their next game is going to be against IUPUI, though. That'll be on um, on Thursday night. Then they'll play at Belmont this weekend. And then Gonzaga, they kick off the the battle for Atlantis with a rematch from last year's NCAA tournament. But a strong start for the ladies. Once again, looking like it's going to be a fun season for UVA women's basketball. And once again, looking like they will be a top-tier contender for a trip back to the Final Four. And hopefully, that ever-elusive first national title.
2: I think they're winning the big one.
3: You think this is the year?
2: It's got to be, right? Every year is going to be the year for me.
3: We haven't played. Let's see if we can find the Jeff Walls clip where he's talking about you know, the question. We I talked lo- about it a little bit yesterday. We talked about it. But you know, Jeff Walls, he gets asked the question. That
2: reminds me. I need to do Cardinal Thor Insider, whatever. I'm glad
3: you're going to be locked in for
2: this final hour. Well, I don't blame me. He hadn't sent it until – he didn't even send yesterday one, which was fine because we didn't run it anyway, but still. He didn't? Well, we had IU basketball. Yeah, so we weren't going to run it anyway, but he never even – yeah, he sent it just like 10 minutes ago.
3: Yeah, Jeff Wall's got to ask, you know, he keeps getting asked, what's it going to take to get over the hump, win a national title, which is a weird, I guess you understand why he's getting the question because Louisville wins Basketball has been so successful for the
2: last, what,
3: basically since he got here. Uh, the so, last- since the 08 run. Was
2: it was it I think oh seven when they went to 07, the seven right. no, yeah. since the angel run pretty much since yeah because they never
3: they had never been to a Sweet 16 before he got here yeah he does that immediately kind of like Dan McDonald in baseball and since then we've been nationally relevant almost every single year I think we've only had
2: like one year where we've been like not made it past the first round isn't it I think you're right. Didn't we get up? I think we got upset in like the first or second round one year by somebody. DePaul beat us in the second round a few years ago, which was not an upset. I don't want to like 2010, 2011, maybe. I think we got upset by somebody. Yeah, maybe right. Yeah. But but for the most part, like you say. We've I, been right there. Yeah. I mean. And so you get why he's. In fact, we got upset because we were a two or three seed when we lost to him. Like so,
3: You get why he's getting these questions. You've been to all these final fours. You've played in a couple of national title games. You, you've been a number one seed this many times. All that's left for this program to achieve is that last hurdle But at the same time, the implication in asking the question is that, like, Louisville's been a favorite going into the tournament all these times, and they've just choked when they've gotten there as a heavy favorite, which isn't reality. You and I talked about this yesterday. When Louisville's gotten to the Final Four, with the exception of the Mississippi State year, where they got screwed, they've been beaten by juggernauts. They've been beaten in games where they've been heavy underdogs, including last year. I know it was a one seed versus a one seed, but I think Louisville was like a ten and a half point underdog in that game against South Carolina. Like, they have been they've played Yukon in a national title game at the height of their power. They have had understandable losses. And so it's it's almost it feels sort of unfair, even though the question is legitimate and Jeff Wallace doesn't seem bothered by it to say, you know, when's it going to happen? What's next? Because typically the receiving end of that question is somebody who has been like Gino Ariema, favored to win like 13 national titles and hasn't done it yet or something along those lines and that's not really been the reality when it comes to, to Jeff Wallace and the women's basketball program but at the same time you get it because he's checked off every box like they've had national players of the year they've yeah. had number 1 draft picks they've been to final fours they've played national title games it's the only thing he has left to do and hopefully he can do it just so we can stop hearing about it same with Dan McDonald winning a college world series it's it's all he has left to do it's the only thing
2: it's i mean it's the worst thing that's why you're getting that question because you're just do you yeah, you've like you've accomplished everything else and
3: but you do kind of like I understand the frustration. It's gotta be annoying hearing it. Oh, it has to be. Like McDonald but, and Walls handle those questions with so much more grace than I would, because if I were them, every single time I would bring up the fact if I'm Dan McDonald, I say, Oh, when am I gonna finally win a college world series? You mean at the program that had been to one NCAA tournament before I even got here, had won zero NCAA tournament games before I got here? Shut the bleep up! I'd have been more, and if I'm Jeff Walls, I say, "Oh, at the program where I've had never been to a Sweet Sixteen before I got here, when am I finally going to win a national title?" Like it's it's crazy that we're even fielding these questions. You understand why, but you also understand the frustration on the other side.
2: I don't, I don't know. I've been kind of been like a. I, I would have probably been smart ass if I'm one of Be like, "That's what I forgot to do." Yeah, yeah. I mean, He kind of was. Between this and the wife reminding me not to put the cap on, the, putting the cap on the toothpaste, two things I just completely brain fart on on a regular basis, guys. Hand up, my bad. He kind of did when he was talking about
3: <laughs> I mean, in, during UofL's uh, media day where he was like, you know, you know, when people ask the question, I think it's kind of funny that they act like we're trying to do this. You know, When are you finally going to win? As if we haven't been trying every time we've gotten to a Final Four, as if I'm giving them a pep talk and I'm like, you know what?
2: let's just not try today.
3: Let's go ahead. Let's lose to South Carolina. Let's lose to Stanford. Let's lose to Oklahoma. Let's lose to whoever. Getting a
2: little too close to winning this big one here, ladies. Pump the
3: brakes. Slow down now. He's like, of course. He's he's like, we want to win. We're trying everything we can. It's not like we get to that stage and we're just like, hey, let's stop doing what got us here. And hopefully, I mean, you feel like it's coming, both with women's basketball and baseball. They've been so close so many times. And, I mean, baseball is going to be really good this year. They'll be right there in the thick of the race. They should be. Um, they, it's it's one of those seasons where you kind of say college World Series are bust. They had a, a nice bounce back season last year, but women's basketball. It must be a loaded baseball team, though. You just, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they should be very very good. Women's basketball. We mentioned the stat: nine straight years ranked in the preseason top ten. It's that that's outrageous. I mean, that's outrageous for any program, men's
2: or women's. I mean, we, that's got to be less than a dozen. Dozen school universities have been able to do that, right? Women's sports, I would be willing to bet. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would say maybe like Law Tech, maybe back did in the day, it. Tennessee, USC, Tennessee, UConn, Yukon, uh, Stanford, Notre Dame. I don't even know. If, I mean, Notre Dame's had some down years, they have. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's got to be like a, a I mean, I'd say less than, less than 10. Yeah, for sure.
3: But Jeff Walls, I think he, he sounded, I listened to the post game with our guy Nick Curran and he sounded pleased. It was. Obviously, it's an early November game. It's not going to be... I'd be pleased, too, if I got to hang out with Nick Kern. Nick Kern's the best. But it's not (laughs) going to be pristine. It's not going to be what you hope it looks like in mid-March or anything like that. But he said, you know, we competed well. We played mostly solid basketball. The turnovers were a little bit too high. Um, But he was like, you know, defensively, we were good. The Milton girl just kept them in the game. She was hitting everything. And uh, I think Lola ended up finishing with 18 turnovers. That's got to get cleaned up. But he liked what he saw from the inside play, from the newcomers. They didn't seem overwhelmed by the moment. Uh, Crow was great, as it always is at the Yum Center for the women's games. And at the end of the day, you win a game by 19 points over a good, not great Cincinnati team. You should feel pretty good about it. So off to a strong start there. Bigger games ahead uh they will they they won't they don't have a ranked team on the schedule they'll probably play a ranked team at the Battle for Atlantis cuz it's a loaded field but their first scheduled game against a ranked team is going to be against Ohio State in the Big 10 Challenge on um November 30th and then if you're looking ahead to the Kentucky game you want to circle that on your calendar that'll be December 11th they're at UK this year but i believe and you can fact check me on this UofL has won 37 straight games over Kentucky women's basketball it's been a long time 39 Oh, 39, just like the Clemson streak. I thought I was wrong wrong with it yesterday. That's the number I was thinking of. uh, But they will go for win number 40 consecutive over UK (laughs) on December 11th. Props to the women starting the season off on the right foot. I think
2: Walls was in college last time they beat us.
3: (laughs) No, he's younger. He's too young.
1: (laughs) He he wasn't
3: even bored yet. He was too young. Uh, also, give a quick shout out to Claire Chausset, ACC Volleyball Player of the Week. card. still rolling. Number five in the country. Number two in the RPI. Number one, one in your heart. Number one in your hearts. The polls hate us. We're number two in the RPI, but the polls just keep knocking us down. Whatever.
2: Biased polls.
3: Do you have the conspiracies? We don't need to do the song, but I've got a quick little AJ Johnson a, update. A, oh, I
2: thought you were going to do Anna No, <laughs> so no, not
3: the, <laughs> not the Anna DeBier.
2: You love the beer song. I do. I'm
3: glad she's back with the squad. Now we can do the song a little bit more. Travis glad Branham. You're back. Travis Branham of 24-7 Sports. He, uh, he updated the status of the top 10 uncommitted basketball prospects in the class of 2023. Now, this is clearly pertinent to our interest because we have two players on this list that we're heavily recruiting. A.J. Johnson. Ever heard of him? And name sounds familiar. Isaiah Miranda. So,
2: Which I won't forget that name because I think Miranda writes. What's his first name? You have the right to remain silent? <laughs> no. No. Isaiah. Isaiah. I knew that. It was, I was getting there. A.J.
3: Johnson, according to Branham, the contenders for his services are down to four. Texas, LSU, Louisville, and then the G League. And here's what he has to say about the recruitment right now. Is that really, really a news update? Here's what he has to say. Okay. The recruitment of A.J. Johnson, the country's number 14 overall recruit, has been constantly evolving and fluid. He scheduled five official visits, but has only made it to two programs so far, LSU and Texas. He still plans to reschedule his visit to Louisville, but the G League is another real option and a very serious contender. However, if he goes the college route, Texas is the team for Louisville to beat. Although there's a lot of noise surrounding these two collegiate programs, it should be noted that the G League is the same pathway to the NBA that his close friend Jalen Green took, and it seems to have worked out fine for him. Either way, I think we'll be, we will be getting an answer about Johnson's future sooner rather than later. Okay. Now, that is new because Johnson's been saying this entire time he's not committing until spring. So Branham's saying that he's, we're getting an answer
2: sooner rather than later, that's a new development. Two things I'm curious about. One, um... Didn't Texas just land like, a basketball recruit just this weekend, too, as well? Yeah. I thought it was on the ticker. Um, but the other thing was he said he had five visits left, but you only named four schools. Does the G League count as a visit? No, he said he planned five visits, but he's only taken two. But he's only – but who's the p- visited? Because he only named four schools, right? Right. He's, he
3: basically is saying that he originally said he was going to go to five schools, but he's only gone to two. And Louisville's the only one that he seems like he's going
2: to go to. So uh, okay, I'm, I'm, because I mean, unless the G League counts as a visit, I didn't know Trevor, he's
3: he's basically saying the schools that he originally was considering he's not even considering anymore. Okay, that's the that's the whole
2: thing. That's your Texas or Louisville,
3: or I mean, LSU is probably a distant third. G League seems to be a serious contender. Now with Isaiah Miranda, a little bit more wide open. Branham says that the contenders for his services are Connecticut, Georgetown, Louisville, Oregon, Rhode Island, Texas, UCLA. USC, and he is technically eligible to go to the NBA draft if he wants to. For Did next, you really
2: year. expect me to remember that whole list? No. Okay, good. I didn't expect you to remember two: Georgetown and. I mean, does Louisville count? Sure. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Honestly, couldn't name one. Seton Hall. So Miranda, no, <laughs>
3: Miranda is technically eligible to go to the NBA draft if he wants to, but it sounds there are a lot of people who think that he's still going to go to college. Here is what Branham says. Here is the summary he gives. It seems as though Isaiah Miranda is not in any rush to make a decision. He cut his list down to eight schools, but he's also draft eligible and will be gathering NBA feedback to vet that option in the months ahead. He's taken visits to Georgetown, Louisville, and USC and will take more. But if this decision was made today, my bet would be placed on the Louisville Cardinals.
2: Like that? There you go. I'm not getting much feedback from the NBA, I guess, then. Here's the problem with the class now, though. He's a big guy, but he's, is he a pace up center or is he a back-to-basket center? He seven-one, I mean, right?
3: 7 He's super athletic. and He's a versatile kid. I mean, I think he probably be playing more down low in this offense than than out and around. But we'll see. We still, I mean, we still don't really know what offense we're going to see from from Kenny Payne long term. Here's the problem, though. You now have a class in twenty twenty three. That if we get Isaiah Miranda, which sounds good according to Brandon, not locked up by any stretch, but sounds like we're in a good spot. You've got basically a forward, a wing, and a big man. We still need some guards. AJ.
2: Okay, I was going to say, and AJ, I thought you were...
3: AJ, let's get some play. But he's saying Texas is the team to beat, which is, a, like I've said before, I don't like going head-to-head with Chris Beard in battles like this. Yeah, I don't like going I head-to-head like with Texas in battles like this. War. It's just not... It typically does not work out well. We're going to have to make his visit is going to have to be electric. First of all, we need to get the visit on the books. We gotta figure out when that's going to be. When's the next balloon glow? Make a play. Let's get A.J. Johnson in town. But if we landed three quality bigs, it doesn't really solve the biggest problem that we're facing right now, which is helping the backcourt. Like we we still are going to have to find and that puts us in the position that we're in that we were in just a few months ago relying on the transfer portal didn't go great last offseason you can say without the NCA stuff it'll go better next time but it's gonna have to if we're gonna have a much better roster next year than we have right now but still overall i don't think terrible updates there on those two guys uh also quick shocker he, he does mention dj wagner and does say that he thinks he's gonna, he's gonna go to kentucky so if you're holding out hope i'm holding a little hope are you still really he no. just signed an official NIL deal with Nike. I, saw I, that. I
2: have more hope in getting T Town up and running than I do have DJ Wagner coming to Louisville. If
3: would you rather have T Town or use that money to get DJ Wagner to go to Louisville? Oh, T
2: Town, because our basketball team's gonna be awesome.
3: You would you would form a rival team?
2: Yeah, well, Louisville, the University of Louisville would move to T Town. What would your mascot be? <laughs> I kind of want it to be the 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 wave from Double Dribble. <laughs> I like that. The one that everybody always thought was the palace symbol. The T-Town Wave. That works for me. I was like, when you're a kid, you're like, hey, it's a pickle.
3: <sighs> um, anyways. <laughs> Have you seen, speaking of mascots, I I, guarantee, I I know you haven't seen this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Have you seen the new Western Kentucky helmet and visor that they released
2: today? No. They're having a First big of all, come on, cause it doesn't change their mask. Western Kentucky's I mean, mascot's iconic. You can't change big red in the towel. Well, I said helmet and
3: visor. Okay. Well you said starting
2: with mascots. but turn
3: me off. There. Because the helmet is big red on the helmet. Ah and the visor is a big red visor. You gotta see this thing. It's unbelievable.
2: Do you have a picture? I'm gonna have to
3: show you, I'm gonna have to get the video. The visor is I mean, it's weird as hell, but it's it's incredibly I mean here. I mean, it's a big red visor, right? It's Yeah, it's it's self-explanatory. I'm going to show you the picture right now. Look at this. Look at this. Big Red's eyes in your eyes. Oh, my God. What the hell is that? It's Big Red.
2: With is that cra- what the kids are wearing? Yes. That is the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. There's the mascot logo on the helmet. That is just... It's incredible. That is disturbing. They're not losing in those helmets and visors. I mean, they're going to win the game, but losing life. I mean, th-
3: they're the, not losing. The them. nightmares. They're, they're not they're, losing. Th-
2: that poor wide receiver looking across from that.
3: They're not losing, Trev. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can find it. Quick Google search. I'll make that happen for you.
2: Dan, if you want to make sense, drop some acids and look at it. Because that just, I mean, seriously.
3: The last recruiting note to get to. People pick this up who are more tech savvy than I am. There was a a post, I guess, on Instagram. and You're on Instagram. I am on Instagram, but I don't. I don't. Typically follow the, the, the recruits there. <laughs> Ruben Bain, who is top 100 prospect that we've, he's been on campus three different times We're I know him. in the final six with Alabama and Auburn and Miami and Florida State and I think Oklahoma. He commented on one of Pierce Clarkson's posts and just said go cards.
1: Yeah, and then boy. Pierce Clarkson
3: said brudda, and then TJ Capers, who is out of Columbus, he's the number five overall player in this class, five star prospect across the board offers from Bama, Georgia, Florida, everybody, responds to both of them and says, let's fly.
2: They're all coming here. Ooh. I mean, we're going to have the R&R connection with Ruben and Ruben. Now,
3: Capers is 2024, so we would have to wait a year for him, but still, the fact that he's responding to these guys. He's worth the wait. I mean, yeah, he's the number 5 player in the class. Yeah, he's coming here. Ed Rusher, look, if you want to play for the number 1 sack team in America, I mean, where, do you, where, where else are you going to go right now? we the hottest D in the country.
2: No one gets you in the NFL better than Scott's D. Scott's D. Mm, I can't.
3: Once again, second time I've had to stop myself. Ooh, because-
2: that's the rhymes. Get in the league with Scott's D. D in league rhyme? Close enough, right? No, but. Yeah, but it's closer than most rhymes that most rappers today use. At least I didn't have to change the word. Well, don't, 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 don't project <laughs> just because you messed up a rhyme. I mean, the league. I mean, I can change the word to make it. I can force a rhyme.
3: You'll never play for free when you're playing for Scott Steve.
2: <laughs>
3: the thing that I thought was good, would, would have gotten us kicked off the air. There, go, I, I there, go, there goes saying, the
2: motto for T Town right there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> TJ Capers come here, Ruben Bain come here, all the recruits come here. I saw, I saw like my da- my Monday daily hoping of, uh, helping of Ruben Owens highlight videos from the previous Friday. It's always the first half because his team is so good that they take him out after halftime. The kid's unbelievable. Watch the video. I put it on the news notes uh, yesterday. It's We've got to get him. And I feel good that he is still like on everybody's post. Every time he's interviewed, he's throwing the L's up. He's saying go Cards. He's doing the Louisville thing. He's not doing the – I don't. I still don't feel very good about DeAndre Moore, especially after he was going to Georgia for the Georgia-Tennessee game. That, ah, they, they didn't do nothing for him. That environment might have been a little bit better than, than Louisville. I disagree. But I feel good about Ruben Owens. I feel good about the other Bosco kids, and now I'm feeling kind of good about Ruben Bain. He loves it here. He loves the cards. He loves potentially being a member of Scotts D. I mean, don't play for free. Get that nil
2: money with Scotts D. I kind of want to use the Scotts D reference with the word Bain. <laughs> Scotts D, so No. <laughs> What, what, we're off the air? (laughs) We're being pulled.
3: (laughs) Scooter Dingus texted in just to to recap this exchange. Mike, quote, Isaiah Miranda. Trevor, quote, I won't forget his name because I think of Miranda rights. (laughs) Mike, what's his first name? Trevor, crickets. That's exactly how it happened. Uh, We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take some more texts at 502-414-1450, and then we'll wrap up the show. A couple other thoughts on last night in college basketball. And then uh, we maybe a, a couple of quick notes on what Kenny Payne had to say today as well. It's the Mike Rutherford show. It continues next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X.
2: Too young for the uh, Tiffany, Tiffany versus uh, Debbie Gibson debate. Yeah, that was way ahead of my time. I was always leaning towards Tiffany because i say about, something about a redhead, man. Welcome back into the show. See a date one and you're like, Ugh. But still, it like, still entices <laughs> me. Welcome back in. <laughs> you're a dead redhead.
3: 1450, 90s one, <laughs> the big X. Last segment here of the Mike Rutherford Show on an election day Tuesday. Maybe ever. <laughs> Say what? Maybe ever
2: last. <laughs> maybe after the show. Maybe last whatever. <sighs> um, didn't answer my question. Do you ever date a redhead? I've not. Do you ever? Yeah. Did you, did you have? Do you do you have a thing for redheads or? Is that, never, I do not. Didn't do anything for you. Didn't move no. the needle. I have friends who are redheads. Great people. No, I have friends that are. I know redheads too. I have a cousin who's redhead. But yeah, redheads can be a different. Different species when you date them. They, they, they are fiery. Like like Tormund, like torment said, they're kissed from the sun. 502-414-1450
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the Thornton sex line. Um, takes this quote. What does he do? Mike, do you often give the richest person in the world financial advice? Yeah, right there. Buying Twitter is a stupid thing to do. Congrats. He's dumb. <laughs> I mean... It's- it is, I mean... Don't be the weird nerd defending Elon Musk. Why would you don't want to buy it? Just
2: open start a new one. Exactly.
3: Just Yeah, it's, it's the whole thing, Stu.
2: Why don't you start a, yeah, just start a new social media? It's not like you can't... I wonder how long before we get a new social media.
3: Well, TikTok has kind of been the new one.
2: Is that... Well, yeah, but I guess... That's where all the
3: kids go now. Is it? Yeah. Because the kids were they were on Twitter. The kids were originally on Facebook, then Twitter, then Instagram. Now the kids are on oh, TikTok. Oh, no, you skipped MySpace. Well, MySpace was like around for a year, pretty much.
2: Yeah, but it's still, it still—it was still—it was still popular. It was still for a trend.
3: A flash in the pan. It was. The staying power of the other four have been much longer. True. Maybe people go back to MySpace now.
2: I like MySpace.
3: I never got. I was never. on I MySpace. put more
2: work into MySpace than I've probably ever did my own Facebook account.
3: I never had MySpace. I did. I didn't get on Facebook till like several years after it was popular. See, I
2: was I was actually ahead of the curve. I was on it when you still needed to college. Thing.
3: It came to Dayton early on.
2: I got in and I-, I held. I
3: was like, "This is dumb." And at that point, it was one of those things where, like, when it first came out, when I first heard about it, I planted my flag. I'm like, "This is stupid. I don't. I don't want to be part of it." Was, and then when everybody else started doing it, I'd already made like stake my claim as the guy who thought this whole thing was dumb, and i I'd, I'd gone too far to go back. I, I couldn't tuck my tail and be like, "I want to be on here and like look at girls' pictures and like see who's in a relationship and who's not," even though I kind of did. I was
2: done. <laughs> it was over. You, this might come to shock you. I was kind of the same way. Uh, I remember cause it was, it was early. Like I was on Facebook early cause I think it launched in like, Oh, late Oh four. And I was in Oh five when I got yeah. on it because the girl I was dating got on it. And I just remember being like, you should get on here. And I'm like, this is this looks dumb. Why would, what is the point of this? Like, this is stupid. And of course, you know, I kind of did the same thing when Twitter came out. I was like, you, you knew I did every joke. Everybody did with Twitter. Isn't this Facebook with just, with just the, the, the notification only? You know, and then I got on Twitter kind of early too, as well. And but I about started drew the line. I'm no no more social media for me. I'm not doing Instagram. I'm not buying a, a talk tick. I'm not getting. I'm not getting on Flashdance or whatever. You know.
3: So whatever is next, you'll know about it like three
2: years after I'm, it comes out. I don't even. You don't even have to tell me about it. I don't care. Like people will. Were well, you the one who asked the question? People will send me TikTok like TikTok videos, like, and I just don't even open. I'm like, I don't even bother. Like, I don't even. I don't want to look at it.
3: I, I did draw the line to TikTok. Um, I. I, I will watch the videos because there there's some funny stuff out there. But I also, I don't want to be the person who comes through all the videos to find the funny ones. Just send me the funny
2: ones. Yeah. To be honest with you, the people that do that, do they make me feel better about my own life? Well,
3: some people. I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to judge.
2: Someone please feed that dog. That dog is going crazy. Okay? I mean, somebody. will you let, I'm about to go scream at the house. Next door. Let the poor dog in, for God's sakes.
3: Texas, <laughs> if our class holds or gets better, I will make us Scott's D-shirts. Thank
2: you. I mean, we need shirts. I mean, you can't tell me they can't be just like the great, uh, I can't even say them, but the, the insider shirts that were so popular at Spencer's back in the 90s and, or late and the mid-90s. What Spencer's? <laughs> we're not doing that again. No, no, I'm not going to that path again. You know, you know what we'll have in the T-Town Mall? What's that? Spencer's. Okay. And, and uh, an Orange Julius. Text
3: takes that, that old man who hated on the show is probably so sick of Scott's D jokes. I personally hope the Scott's D talk lives forever. What old man who hated the...
2: Yeah, I work here. <laughs> what are you <we> talking about? <laughs> Is there anyone that has more of an old man take but yet a sophomore humor than I do? No, I've said many
3: times. You're two different ages that are both far away. You're part 16-year-old boy. You're part 78-year-old man.
2: I don't even know if I'm 16. I'm like 12. There's
3: no part of you that's 42-year-old man. There's there's none. Oh, you remember my age. Texas, all the best players want on Scott's
2: Day. Yeah. yeah, of course they do. Who doesn't <laughs> want to ride that?
3: This says, I'm listening while waiting in line to vote, telling each passerby to vote for Trevor for the mayor of T-Town. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not that I was going to be comp controller or something. I've got
3: actually I meant to bring this up on yesterday's show and I've it's big news for the show. Somebody wants to come on.
2: Wants to come on the show. I love it. Which that in and of <laughs> itself is big news. I don't even know who it is, but really? Guess he wants to come on? It wasn't me.
3: <laughs> big Josh wants to come on the show. All oh, the the jailer, Big Josh, the jailer in Hardin County, he was up for election today.
2: He heard. He, did he hear that we talked he about him? He has been.
3: He has been alert. The clips of us talking about him on the show have been played for Big Josh. He thinks. Oh, it's, good lord! That's not good. He thinks it's. Very, he thinks it's very funny. <laughs> okay, good, good. Thank you. He enjoys the show. He reached out to me on Facebook. Intermediaries were like, "Hey, you, you, Josh would love to come on the show." He's not very social, like media savvy, so he like he, like. like
2: <laughs> well, neither are we. You he doesn't mind. know how to
3: really get in contact with you. I'm like, well, I mean he can find I guess he found me on Facebook. So he sent me a message there. And I was like, Would love you know, we're gonna have to talk. Here's the message. He said, I appreciate the talk on the radio. Uh very funny. Had a lot of I've had a lot of your fan base messaging me about it, which I appreciate. Yeah. We're gonna get him on, but I, there's like a rule and I don't know if it know if it extends because who knows if anybody's actually paying attention to us over here. But I remember back in the day on like like with iHeart. If you were having a somebody who was running for office, you had to make sure that you were giving equal time to the person that they were running against. Like, you couldn't just have on, like, Mayor Fisher just because he's buddy-buddy really? to talk about the campaign and stuff like that. You had to give equal time. Like, that was part of the deal. So, I don't know who's running against Big Josh.
2: Who <laughs> do I? Is there anyone who dare run against Big Josh?
3: I can't imagine. But... We will have Big Josh on, I guess, once the election, assuming that he takes care of business tonight, and is once again the Hardin County jailer. We'll try to get Big Josh on sometime. Can we get an week. update
2: on that election? Do we have any like early results from? Well, no, him? polls are
3: still open, so we do, polls don't close until six, so we have no early returns. I haven't seen any exit polls from the Hardy, Hardin County jailer race. Oh, minute, so I can't. If vote I do, I'll let show? you know.
2: What? I can't vote after the show. Well, no. Why not? Because the polls close at six. Shouldn't they close later than that? They don't. I mean, some people don't get up to five by the time they get to the polls. They're still up to like at least eight or nine. They don't. Well, that's just, that's why I'm. We got kids here. I don't know what that was.
3: Mary walked John up to the (laughs) polls at like 7 a.m. because John's still adjusting to daylight savings. He's screaming at six in the morning. I was like, oh my God. So Mary just went and she like took him. She's like, I'm going to go ahead and vote because I can't get away early. I voted on the way in here today. But yeah, it's you got to make time. You got to find out.
2: Yeah, I, I can adjust that. My body's still too. I woke up at six to pee, and usually I wake up at seven. What time did you go to sleep? Like four? I fell asleep at like three or something. Really? Time. Yeah. Early night. It was kind of yeah. I watched after the game. I watched Silence of the Lambs and then fell asleep. Yeah.
3: Uh, Texture <laughs> has has sent me their ballot of <laughs> writing in Scotts D for county surveyor. <laughs> Thank you for that. I voted Trevor Kelsey for constable. Scott Stee is now getting some some votes there.
2: I don't even know what a constable is.
3: Texas, Trevor has seen every pre-2004 movie a dozen times and yet says that people are wasting their time on TikTok.
2: Yeah. I don't understand the joke. And first of all, I mean, I've seen a lot of movies even pre- after 2004 multiple times.
3: Texas says Trevor is an Arby's eating ageless wonder.
2: He is. I've mean, Is it bad I switched over to the uh, chicken bacon Swiss the last couple of times? No, I mean I'm just trying to just trying to you know not judging a, you here. life a curveball there. Texas says Elon
3: Musk is a dork. Hopefully the Twitter employees Musk fired will create a better app and make Twitter obsolete. We, don't, we don't need to get into a
2: Elon Musk debate here. Why sure. does it matter if he owns Twitter anyway? Who cares? Cool. Was it God forbid he's just because he's gonna he put Trump back on there and like, the world's coming to an end? Well he's letting everybody on and he fired half their employees. Well I don't like fired half the employees, but I have no problem letting some people on. I mean Texas says
3: Big Josh, holy bleep, huge get.
2: <laughs> We're
3: excited. Do we know his last name? Uh, I mean, I can look at the, f- the Facebook <laughs> It's not in his Lindblom. It's not in any of his ads. Okay. It's not in any, any of say- his signs.
2: I just realized I don't think we once mentioned his last because name. Because we don't know.
3: That- that's the whole thing. The signs say Big Josh. What's his last name, Josh? It's the big. What's the first name, Big? That was the whole thing, Trevor, was the signs just say Big Josh. That's why I became enamored with them. I'm like, this is great. Like, there's- this guy didn't even have a last name. He just goes by Big Josh, and people vote for him. It's, cr- it's fantastic. I mean, he gets my vote. Texas says, Trevor, you're kidding. I don't even know what that was in reference to, but (laughs) he he probably was not.
2: What time did that come? Uh, Like five
3: minutes ago. Who knows?
2: Oh, probably redheads.
3: I don't even know. I sent you a couple of DMs. Kenny Payne, we've
2: mentioned... In my DMs over Yes, here,
3: we huh? talked about Scott Satterfield's comments earlier. We played a clip of Brian Brown's press conference. Kenny Payne also talked to the media today ahead of tomorrow night's season opener against Bellarmine and said a couple of things. A lot of it was repetitive. It's the same sort of messaging that we've heard from Payne pretty much this entire offseason, but he was talked about, look, you've been announced as the head coach at Louisville basketball a number of times at this point at the introductory press conference, at various events at exhibition games inside the KFCM Center, but tomorrow night is the first time it's going to happen for a real game that counts for U L. How is that going to make you feel? Here's what Kenny Payne had to say.
4: First thing is that I want to make sure that this community, this fan base, this university, this city is represented the right way. Um, that's pressure. Uh, the pressure for me is not the wins or the losses. It's how do I get these kids to understand it's not about Kenny Payne. It's not about one particular player. This program is the universities, the cities. It's your program, the fans. So we are out there fighting for everybody. um, And we want to represent the right way. We want to play hard. We want to play tough. It's hard for me to spin it and say how I will feel. My emotions will be all over the board. But really and truly, what's really important is that I put a product on the court and I get guys to buy into team, and let's bridge a gap. Let's make Louisville proud. Let's make the city proud. Let's make the let's make this program get it back to starting to where it needs to be.
3: So once again, the same kind of messaging that we've heard didn't use the word
2: culture. I was kind of surprised. Well, I think he said that at the very beginning. I believe. I thought I missed it. Okay, because I was like, I was over here just like waiting to hear it.
3: He, I mean, he, yeah, he, he clearly wants to. And this isn't unique to a new head coach. This, a lot of times you'll hear this, especially for coaches who are walking into situations that maybe aren't on a level where the program is used to being. Basically, crappy situations, which is more or less what Kenny Payne has walked into. A whole lot of talk about getting the culture right, a whole lot of talk about starting the process of getting back to where you're going to be, and not a whole lot of saying, look, this is going to be quicker than it's going to be. The one time that I can remember a coach coming in and being like, I'm gonna fix this really quickly. Was the I don't know if you ever have seen the clips or you remember the Rick Pitino press conference at UK when he walks into I mean a situation where they can't play on national TV they're they're close to the death penalty and he comes in and says outright people tell me you know this program with these restrictions it's gonna take a long time to build it back up. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> not with me here, and I, and the man did it. Like the the man delivered on that man. promise. But most of the time, I
2: mean, he won the SEC championship when they weren't eligible to win it.
3: Yeah, I mean, he was. He, he called his shot, and he did so effectively. And he kind of said the same thing at Louisville. Now, his first year, he did say this is the worst roster I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, but he, you know, he still got that team close to the NCAA tournament. and Then they were a four seed in year two. But with Kenny Payne, it's a lot of I think typical first year stuff where it's. It's all about culture. It's all about patience. It's all about taking time. It's all about making the fan base proud, not necessarily with wins and losses, but by playing hard and starting to instill that toughness and that culture that we want to see long-term when it hopefully comes with more wins and more championships down the line.
2: And we liked he did himself in third person at least once.
3: Yeah, I love it. He also was asked, you know, he's been saying going into these exhibition games that for Louisville, it's about either winning or it's about learning. And he asked, Ken Spencer asked him, Does that change now, playing Bellerman in your season opener tomorrow night? Here's what he had to say. Uh,
4: Not if I'm about what I'm saying I'm about. I'm about teaching the right stuff so that we can have sustained success. And that doesn't change no matter who the opponent is, where they are. Of course, I want to win worse than anybody else in the world. Um, But at the end of the day, it's about these kids learning how hard you have to train every day how hard you have to play in these games. You're playing a team that really wants to beat you really bad uh, with a great coach. So it's really about them, their learning. But it is what it is. That's why I keep saying we win or learn. Um, it can't be win or lose. It can't be. That's unfair to me. That's unfair to these kids that are in this program. If it's win or lose, it's not. it's just not fair. We have to come in this and look at it like every single day we're getting better. We have to come into this about how hard are we going to fight to prove. Can we win these games? Of course we can win the games. But we have to do it a certain way.
3: So once again, I think staying on message, not exactly. If you're trying to read between the lines and like be like, because there are some people out there who are, I've actually had somebody tell me, that we purposely played bad in the exhibition games because Kenny Payne is slow playing things. You know, we're gonna come out like a house of fire in these <laughs> games. And not, not not saying, you know, the substitution patterns are different because it's an exhibition game that doesn't count as much, which I, I agree with. I don't think you coach exactly the same in an exhibition game as you do when it's for real. But somebody saying like outright, he wanted to lose and to have close games against Shamanad and Lenore Ryan so that expectations could be set low and would surprise everybody when the season started, which I don't buy at all.
2: No. I don't buy that whatsoever. But
3: if you were looking for reasons to believe that, he's not, he's not giving that to you right now. He, he's, he's all but saying, look, this isn't going to be what you want it to be in year one. It's not going to be what I want it to be in year one. But we can make it better than some people think it's going to be by playing hard and building the foundation for something great moving forward. It's all about long-term. It's all about building the program. Be patient with us. We're going to make you proud. It just may not be right off the bat. Which just, is kind of what he's been saying
2: all along. Just, you just sadly, know that we're going to be in like early December, mid December. There's going to be parts of the fan base being like, "This is not what we signed up for, McKinney Pay. They're already doing it. I mean, it's like he's been telling us for two months. Be, be don't don't panic. This is going to be a long year. I don't th- and yes, I don't think he purposely. Now, did he maybe make some substitution changes and some minutes played? I think maybe, especially in the first exhibition game, more than the second one, to get maybe a feel of some guys. Yeah, and that's what you're, that's what the games are for—is mm-hmm. to get kind of a feel for your your, pat, your substitution patterns. Who's going to play maybe better together? You know, who's, who needs more work? Yada yada. yada. And I think you saw him kind of go away from that a little bit in the on game because he knows he needed a win. You know, you can't lose both these games. But no, he's not purposely doing it. No, he just he's trying to find the best combination and the best group of kids that are going to, you know, win to play and that's going to give us a chance to win. And as much as he emphasizes it, you know, this isn't about winning and losing, it's about winning and learning. Okay, we get it. You're, we're not going to be that good and we're going to have a, a right. down season. It's, there's it's still winning is still part of, big part of
3: it. The issue, I think, is that, the issue for me is that Kenny Payne has never come out once. Not He never had the Patino press conference that I just talked about where he came out and said, this is going to be a quick fix. I can turn this thing around. We're going to get all these players. It's going to be lightning fast. He never did that. His messaging has been consistent, basically since he got the job. Yeah. But there were people. I think there was a segment of the fan base that did do that. That came out and said, "If we hire Kenny Payne, all these players are going to come here. We're going to have all these transfers. We're going to. Like, Louisville basketball will be back. It's cool. will take no time. Year one, we're going to make it happen." And then when that didn't happen, I think there was another statement of the fan base that was like, well, what the hell? Like, we were sold that it was going to—when the reality is Kenny Payne never promised that himself. Nobody at UofL ever promised that themselves. We, anybody with a reasonable line of thought could have looked at the situation and said, now, granted, I did not think it was going to be the roster overall, as bad as it, it looks right now. I thought we would get more guys than we did this offseason. But I still thought all along, and I said as much on the show millions of times— don't judge Kenny Payne on the first year because the roster is not going to look, hopefully, like it's going to look in any other year after that. He'll have a full chance to recruit a full recruiting cycle. He won't have the NCA stuff hanging over him, or if he does, he'll at least know what he can tell recruits. Year one, the roster's probably going to look a little bit rough. But there were other people that were like, hey, it's going to be great. We're going to be fine. Boom. Kenny Payne's got us back. And when that didn't happen, I think there were some fans that have been a little bit disappointed.
2: I think they all expected, and in, 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 I can't emphasize this enough to the little fans to stop trying to compare you to him. And that's other school up the road is saying some Jimmy would say, cause he can't use their name is, is, you know, you Cal coming in his first year and bringing in wall and bringing in cousins and bringing in uh blood. So and bringing in, you know, whoever and it's like, I think little fans just think that because that's what they expect to see. It's the same kind of expectations, which led to the pressure on Patino to look the other way for some cheating to happen. I mean, it's just that it's students don't that's that doesn't happen everywhere, no, and doesn't and also for love of God. And you can debate me if you want to, Kentucky fans, but it doesn't happen to Cal too if he didn't have all those guys already lined up and he's stealing them from Memphis with them, yeah, or you know, changing grades to get blood so eligible. By the way, the text God about you, Sandy Bell, miracle worker, you, God, she's the best. I mean, she knows what she's doing. I mean, just, Houdini has nothing on the magician. You, I mean, the magic you pull.
3: The text about Trevor, you're kidding. Uh, he wants us to know that it was in reference to not knowing when voting closed.
2: Seriously, you that, don't vote. You know that I mean, that text that that surprised you. Of all the things I've said in the last two hours and 54 minutes, that's the one that made you go, "Are you kidding?" I mean, I thought you would know, but I'm not shocked. I'm surprised. I'm not shocked. I'm a little surprised it closes at six. It seems premature. I mean, you have to count the ballots. Yeah, but I mean, we, I mean, we're still counting ballots from the last presidential election, are we not? I mean, not anymore. <laughs> I mean, not not you, everybody. You should be, because six is not fair. Because if you work a nine to five, getting there with traffic and everything by six is, can be a, they need to be open to at least seven or eight. Otherwise, it's just not a fair election. <laughs> or why can't, why do I even have to go in and vote anyway? Why can't I – I mean, if it's good enough for the NBA All-Star game, why can't I vote online? It's not good enough for the NBA All-Star why, game. Why can't I vote ballots online? I mean, we don't we, – I mean, the love of God, we, really, we, we don't even take politics seriously anyway. Look at the last two people we put in office as of president. Why, just, why should we take the election seriously? Just put, let me vote online. Trevor, you don't vote anyway. You I'd vote... vote if it was online. No, you wouldn't.
3: You don't know that. I know you wouldn't. takes the LOL, Trevor. Uh, so Cal wouldn't have gotten those players if he didn't already have them locked up.
2: Yeah, it was kind of obvious, I mean, yeah, right? I can't agree.
3: By the way, Louisville Ruckers. can disagree or agree.
2: Yeah, I agree.
3: I mean, Louisville Ruckers is on, oh, God, Louisville Ruckers 2006 is on ESPNU right now. Don't watch that. Why, why are you letting us know that?
2: I'm not watching that I'm not going to watch
3: that. I watched the first half. I'm not watching anything after that. It's like,
2: this is just embarrassing. It's like me watching trying to, like, take off my first bra. I mean, it's just it's a disaster waiting to happen. You wear bras? No, her bra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wear a bro. <laughs> Were you bro or Manzeer fan? I don't know the difference. Do you even know the reference? Was well, from Seinfeld. Okay, thank you. But I don't re- I don't remember the difference. There was no difference other than just the name. It was the same item. It was just But I don't name. remember like whose was whose. Oh Bro was that was Frank and Manzir was Kramer I think. Okay. But that doesn't matter. Like which one would you prefer? Would you ever call the bro or the Manzeer? The bro. I'm with you. Okay, thank Obviously. you. Obviously. Um <laughs>
3: I don't think we've. There's nothing going on tonight. We don't. We don't have a game to pick. Uh, there's really. No, is it there, Yeah. There's no sports because election, right? Well, there's. I mean, there's technically. Is there well, NBA? There's college basketball, but there's no good games. Oh, well, that's
2: true. But there's no NBA. Is there any NBA or NHL or anything? There's no NBA. I don't know about NHL. I know there's no NFL. There's, there's an NHL tonight. There is an XT, but I probably won't watch it. There's a lot of NHL tonight. Is it really?
3: Predators cracking. Canadians are like,
2: screw your American election. Pretty much.
3: <laughs> Predators cracking, 10 PM,
2: TNT. TK, who you got? Who Predators and Kraken? Yeah, you're a cracking guy. I'm a cracking guy. Keep it cracking. Kraken lacking. Uh oh, Predators got no hope. Release the crack do they do that at games? Oh, they got to. Like when they, the, the the music piles up, smoke comes up. Release the cracking. And the players come storming through the tunnel be so awesome all right
3: we're out of here i got the Kraken as well tonight <laughs> vote trevor for constable we also have maction tonight i got let your us know. back maction uh, on espn and espn2 tonight check that out enjoy the football enjoy the hockey enjoy the elections uh, even though i think nobody will should be a should be a quiet calm i'm sure rational night in america everybody enjoy it and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow at three for opening night for the men's basketball season Woo! go cards